Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. James Bond season. Be fair warned, we discuss these movies in depth. So spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Alright, welcome back to Judgment. This is Blaine. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Andrew. Andrew, how you doing? Doing great, Blaine. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. And we also have Corey. Corey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Happy to be third. I'll never be second. But I, don't, I, I don't think that's true. No. <laughs> uh, roll the tapes. I mean, we can roll them. <laughs> what if you were, even on the ones that you introduced? <laughs> I don't introduce myself. <laughs> you can go second or third. Before I get to me, here's Andrew. <laughs> I'm going to keep this a mystery. Um, and yes. as always, I'm Corey. <laughs> and as always. <laughs> yes, so welcome back. We are um, continuing on in our Bond Bonanza. And tonight we are breaking down uh, Live and Let Die, 1973. This is the eighth Bond in the Eon movie canon. And this is the first Roger Moore movie ever. Ever. Mm. Debut. Not the first. Yes. Not the first one we reviewed. No, no, no. no. The first time he appears Mm -hmm. as Mr. James Bond. Great backstory to this, too, on the behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Interesting film. Yeah. Glad that they did not go with Burt Reynolds, <laughs> which was, uh, he was up in the running. I got, yeah, I got to tell you, when I was watching the Inside Live and Let Die, of all the names I thought they might have brought up, Burt Reynolds was not at the top of that list. No. That is no. so weird. <laughs> that would have been insane. He wouldn't have... <laughs> tried to be british he would just oh yeah i there's an, he wouldn't have done an accent i, I but i <laughs> want norm mcdonald for real doing it hey yeah uh, oh, hey yeah uh, kananga yeah. yeah uh you're, you're the worst yeah uh you, this guy laughing yeah, with his hook <laughs> this guy's laughing <laughs> tee yeah snakes yeah, so. Those are stellar Norm Macdonald impressions to Burt Reynolds. If nobody's cut the podcast off before, it went off just now. Hell, well, there's more where that came from. So stay tuned. Stick with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Um, I'm just going to read the, uh, the little synopsis from IMDb, and then we'll get into our initial reactions. So, this one's pretty short. I love it. James Bond is sent to stop a diabolically brilliant heroin magnate armed with a complex organization and a reliable psychic tarot card reader. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's it. Yeah. Yep. That's the movie. You sprinkle in some racism and... You're there. Sprinkle in some racists. <laughs> uh, I don't like where we're going so I, far. I almost thought of a next line, and I'm not going to. to Was go. it? No. Talk a little jive. Because <laughs> that's what they do in the book, and... Uh, you know, I, you know what? Jive is real, really nice for what's happening in that book you showed me. I don't know if I would call that jive. Yeah, I, I read uh, maybe about half of the 
the novel version of this, and it's horrifically racist. Um, so, and sent us some really fun pictures of the evidence of excerpts. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, you could you could skip the book. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah. just stick to the movie. It's a great honestly, tip. <laughs> honestly, uh, just seeing what I saw, might want to skip all the books. I so. mean. <laughs> We have to remember that that Ian Fleming loves to do the these books with uh, in countries in Asia, and so I'd hate to see hmm. just the type of descriptors that he uses for for those people. And I can only imagine. Literally before we started recording, I was telling Blaine, I was like, "Can you imagine what You Only Live Twice looks like?" Oh no, Jesus! The wedding scene, <laughs> Jesus. Ooh. That's probably from the book, and that's why it's in the movie. I was gonna say, I mean, the movie, the movie's pretty racist enough. I can only imagine what unhinged uh, drunkard Ian Fleming <laughs> has to say. Yeah, uh, the dialogue written out would just be something to behold. <laughs> I would think. Uh, <laughs> I almost when you showed it to me, I had such a reaction to. It, I was like, you need to get rid of that. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't have that in your you house. You need to burn that book. <laughs> yeah, that needs to go. <laughs> I don't want someone to see that in your home. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's it was a tough read. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so mm-hmm. that's the synopsis. So let's go around, get our initial reactions, and then we'll break this thing down uh, as we always do. So Corey, first thoughts. What you think? I am going to go ahead and lay, lay this out there. This movie has second act problems uh there is a there's a turning point that really let's say swamps this movie um (laughs) i uh but i liked the first half i did i liked it a lot so i'll give it one star one star one thumb up one thumb up wow all right mario It's me. It's me. It's me. Okay. You do sound just like Chris. That's what I'm going for. That's our new Mario, guys. Dead on. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So one star from Corey. One star from Corey. Um, Andrew, how about you? I got to tell you guys, I I agree there is a... it gets bogged down a little bit. I was like, thank you. Um, Uh... But overall, I genuinely really like this movie, and I have a lot of positivity for this movie, so I'm giving it two thumbs up. Oh. Or two stars, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Wow. You know, I uh, I also enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as quite as much as you. Yeah. I'm going to give be. it one thumb up. Okay. Because I also agree. Mm-hmm. It gets a little... Uh oh. Buy you. <laughs> Buy you for there's us. There's no other good ones to use. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, there's some issues. But overall, you know, it's. it's um, a little a, long in the gator tooth, if you will. It's fine. That's a good one. It's okay. <laughs> well, I can't just say long in the tooth because then they wouldn't know, so I'm a gators. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? This yeah. is the most unique Bond movie. 
I have to wholeheartedly agree. Yes, by yes. far. Yeah. So it gets points for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's completely different. Um, but also still familiar. Yeah. So it really uh, balances that line. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I guess now all we have left to do is uh, jump into this thing. Let's talk about it for two straight hours. <laughs> Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> That's all we have left to do. Yep. <laughs> Just two hours of... Yep, I got. I'm keep think trying to think of fucking synonyms for swamps. Use the two good ones. You got that Bayou brain. (laughs) You use the two good ones. You brain. Uh, Oh Oh, god. You just want to. You want to stop the show now? Yeah, let's (laughs) Let's just just stop. So my scores are. (laughs) Give out your awards. Fuckers. And and can we do entertainment value first today? That'd be. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Let's do it with stars. (laughs) Let's just throw everything out the window. 91 stars for me. Uh, 96 tears for me. Oh. Wow. That's a lot of tears. Okay. <laughs> Ready to start when you guys. All are. right. So, uh, as we always do, we open up with a gun barrel. Well, not as always, but uh, mm, some, yeah. for the most part, some of them we don't. Ooh, but that's Craig, the majority of the time, Craig loves to disrupt that balance. Oof. The so, blonde bond, you mean? Gay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that was something said about him. Yeah, yeah. well, maybe. Look at his little bathing suit. Look at this gay bond. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we open up with the gun barrel scene, mm-hmm. uh, and we see Roger Moore. Yeah. And he goes with a little arm support. He does. His gun's heavy. He's got to use that second arm. He does. And um, this is a different one than later on, right? Because he does the future, change it. Yeah. Yeah, because he's in a tux the rest of the time, I believe. This well, one, he did a hundred of them, so I'm sure. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they changed at up. some point. So from there we open up in our opening, you know, our opening sequence. We're at the UN headquarters in New York City. Uh, there's a conference going on, and mm-hmm. uh, we see the representative from the United Kingdom get zapped yeah. through his his, yeah. his interpretation headphone. Never have I seen a death by a loud noise. It was interesting. Was it loud noise or some? I think it's loud noise. Yeah. Okay. Not two for loud noise. Like a throw mama from the train approach? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I guess a loud noise kills this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, we're taken to New Orleans, where we're hit with our first dose of black character. Uh, yeah. Okay. And we see a jazz funeral yep. procession mm-hmm. down the streets of uh, New Orleans. What do we call this? This is the uh, uh, Corey. You're French. The What's French this? Quarter. It's right off the French Quarter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they are uh, dancing down. They make it a point to show how much these cats are dancing in this funeral. And then we see a guy watching the procession get stabbed. And then the funeral comes by, picks him up in the coffin as if it were all planned. I do love this sequence. I, I do. It was fun. It's I great. thought it was a lot of fun. A lot of contributors. Love... They all have to be in on it. <laughs> no That's joke. what I wrote down. Yeah. And <laughs> what a ruse. Just, <laughs> just to get this one guy. 
Yeah. They just could have just stabbed him and left in there. It was 1973. <laughs> Not different. <laughs> yeah. You can stab you on can the streets. Stab people. It's fine. Yeah, I love that. And by the way, they doubled down on this same suicide. Oh, suicide. <laughs> yeah. Murder. <laughs> yeah, they did the exact same thing later. Yeah. You see the exact same thing happen. but Same people. Yeah. God, that must be hell on earth. All right, guys, look, we got to kill another guy. Round up the team. We got our three o'clock <laughs> funeral parade. Yep. <laughs> and how far do they have to keep it up? Yeah. Like, well, do they just stop around the next corner or do they go bury him? I, you know, I don't know. Well, but it's, it's, un, it's unclear. <laughs> yeah. It's unclear. It, but like I say, as long as everybody's having a good time, you know. You know. They were. They it were. Fun. They like get a, it. A, a great time. Yeah. A murder. Yeah. They're like, look, fun. someone's staring at the filet soul. We got to, you know. Yeah. Got to kill him. Stab him. Stab him. It's fine. And yeah. then from there, we're taken to San Monique, a tropical island. Did, we, did anyone look up if this was real? It is not real. I thought not. It is a fictional place. I love it. Um. So, uh, in a graveyard, I believe. In a graveyard with some sort of voodoo ritual mm-hmm. happening. And there's another gentleman strung up, and he is killed by a snake? I mean, <laughs> I didn't see any evidence of it, it was, but... <laughs> he got kissed by a it, fake it snake. <laughs> the softest little, little kiss on the neck. Yeah, um, this, this is one of those movies where HD kiss. doesn't help. Yeah. No, no. Oh, I'm sure that snake looked really good in the 70s, but yeah. But you know what? We watched the behind the scenes, and they made it seem like that snake was real. Yeah, they kept talking that up, but that's—I don't know. I thought no. that snake was fake as hell. It looked fake. Oh, later on when they open up the chest and they pull that thing, I was like, "That's the toy snake for sure." It was the one Bond gets at yeah. the store later. Yeah, oh, that's the same snake they used. It's definitely yeah. the same uh, snake. Yeah. But yeah, in the behind the scenes, they're like, "Yeah, the, they said the guy got the dancer holding the snake got bit." Yeah, and mm. Jane Seymour alludes to the fact that he lost his shit. Yeah, and he ran away, um, and she almost got eaten by the snake. <laughs> so eaten. maybe, maybe yeah. they had to get a fake snake after all that shit. Perhaps. Yeah, that could be the take they used. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, that guy dies, so we have three dead bodies, some weird circumstances. We don't know what's going on. No. And that's the end of the opening season. Title credits come up. We hear our song, Live and Let Die by Paul McCartney and mm-hmm. Wings. Yes. And uh, Bond does not make an appearance at all mm-hmm. in no. the opening sequence. I think that's only happened maybe one other time with Man, the Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any more, but... So two yeah. times in a row he did this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they got back on track for uh, Spy Who Loves Well, I, yeah, I think they were purposely trying to go a little bit different of a direction to, to you know, distance mm-hmm. themselves from the Conneries. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's why they they tweaked things up a bit. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of things they did. Yeah. But I also just want to say, as one of my notes that I wrote down was... They get their fucking money's worth out of this song by Paul McCartney. Yes. Jesus Christ. But I mean, if you're paying for Paul, I guess he gotta. I mean, they're make like, it worth it. Hey, fuck the score. We're gonna just use this. 
the, we just paid McCartney ten million dollars for this song. We gotta work it in. <laughs> I want it in every fucking scene. Make this lady sing it. I couldn't believe it's a closed this. universe. That's yeah, gotta, that's gotta be. That, that's gotta be like the first time it's happened where the song is literally played for them. I, I was I was like, that's oh. bold. It's it's right up there with. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he plays the 007 theme on his little <laughs> yeah. Indian flute. Oh, that's right. Octopussy. Uh-huh. He did do that. Uh, this was a little more blatant than even that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, and we'll get to it. But yeah. This lady straight up sings it to James Bond. Yeah. I want to, and just think about it, I don't know if I heard the James Bond theme at all on this movie. I think uh, it was replaced with this. I think I heard I think a few heard like doom, doom. I heard that part. Okay. Like, I heard that. I think part. When, he runs, when he runs across the gators, I think they do it. Oh, yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure. Um, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, yes, the title credits come up. We hear the opening song. And as we always do, we'll talk about that on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, hey, we're at James Bond's house. Yes. How often does that happen? Not can't think of another time we actually show up at james's place what an odd what an odd <laughs> except oh, for we do in casino craig. royale <laughs> yeah we show yeah craig uh we're there for uh specter oh his little empty ass apartment yeah yeah mm-hmm. not like this it's sad. Uh, no no this that's this a nice little is. cozy i liked it it's cozy mm-hmm. and then he has you know some nice coffee making <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, that I was going to bring that up in a minute. We we'll, might as well get yeah. to we'll, the plot. We'll yeah. get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So we, we open. It up. might be shocking. I have a question for someone on the panel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who could it be? Yeah, yeah. So we, we cut to Bond in the bed with a beautiful woman, as we normally do. Yes. Um, get our first glimpse at Roger as Bond. Yes, uh, a very kind of an unceremonious. Uh, introduction to the character yeah. when you think about the intros to dalton and brosnan dalton yeah i'll never get over how much of a movie star intro dalton actually got right? in that movie this is just bond in bed yeah i mean this could also be the most ceremonious showing bond in a robe doing what he does best i mean that's fucking 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 and seducting I uh, did. I did want to make a note that, you know, we don't have many movies left, and this is Roger's first time, and the next Roger we get is going to be his last time. So, you get the best wow. Rogers ever looked and the worst Rogers. <laughs> he does he's, look good. He's yeah. he's yeah. handsome here. He looks great. He's a handsome yeah. man. And this his uh, eyes have never been bluer. And I was like, wow, so Roger. So blue. Look so at blue. those things. It's going to be so shocking to you too when you see the facelift he underwent for a view to a kill. Sad. Sad. That's sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah, Bond's there with. <laughs> Bond's I don't know her name. The... I can't remember her name. I don't. Uh. She is someone important that Bond was supposed to, I guess, watch and not fuck. But we know Bond. He's well, gonna fuck. Yeah. He watched her while he fucked her. Um. <laughs> yeah. So from Eminem. there, M shows up to Bond's home. And he tells them about the three deaths that we saw in the opening sequence, and those were all agents yes. um, of MI6 killed within a 24-hour span. So they got some shit to do. So M wants Bond on the case. So Bond 
then takes M into his kitchen, mm-hmm. which is wild. just a wildly different decor than the rest of his house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very 72. We got right into the 70s when he walked into the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like... it went there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he makes him a cup of coffee. I mean, we really focus in mm-hmm. on uh, Mr. Bond's coffee maker. He, yeah. And coffee. And let's be honest, it's uh, I believe he makes him a latte, but... For this segment, I'd like to turn it over to someone else. Uh, <laughs> All right, what do you think of Bond's uh, corner? Yeah, may, he may have pulled the worst shot of espresso I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like water. <laughs> you literally see it dripping. It was clear. It was like no color to it. I yeah. couldn't. I could well, not. He is it. British. You know. Well, they only They're make not tea known for their coffee. <laughs> but. But if you've got a nice espresso grinder and a, and I love how Emma's was like, is that all that thing does? Yeah, it just pulls espresso shots, and yeah. apparently not very well because and I and in I was literally hoping like, that when M drinks it in the next like little bit that he makes like little just a quick little face, but he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> he seemed Good like God, he, he seemed like he enjoyed it. <laughs> Wouldn't have been great if he just took a sip and said, God. Damn it, Bond. That's delicious. <laughs> Damn it. The best cup of coffee I've ever had. And then, uh, and then Bond, Bond says it's decaffeinated coffee crystals. <laughs> well, Just I'm loses we his mind. <laughs> well, all right. That's been Corey's Barista Corner. All right. And we can jump back into the pot. Thanks, Corey. Um, <laughs> You're welcome, Andrew. <laughs> thanks, man. Um, but yeah, I loved uh, the, the most 1970 kitchen tile. I've ever seen on a Were wall. Were those eight-track <laughs> records? Well, I don't know. Or, I don't know what it was. Eight-track records. I mean, <laughs> eight-track records. What are those other ones? All right. Um, you know, we're millennials. We don't know what an eight-track is. We never had one. Uh, I didn't. I will, just off topic, uh, I was recently in the New Orleans, and there was a man selling A-Tracks, trying to sell Whoa. us A-Tracks. And I have never been more stunned by... Were they his, were they his mixtapes? <laughs> I don't know what they were. <laughs> you can't... What can we do with A-Tracks anymore? There I mean, I'm sure there's a player out there somewhere, are those, but... What, are those the big cassettes? Yeah, they look like They're like, like okay. giant cassettes. Yeah. I was thinking of yeah. the small records. 45s. Yeah. Okay, not a track. Not a track. There's only one track track on those usually. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay. So then after coffee, uh, Moneypenny Mm -hmm. shows up. And I guess uh, she's serving as Q in this movie because she delivers James Bond's gadget for the movie, which is a watch Mm -hmm. that has a magnet. Only one of two movies Q does not appear in. Mm. Wow. That's wild. I guess uh, Desmond Llewellyn just didn't like black people, so Ooh. he refused to do this. <laughs> he one. made a comment later on that still blows my mind, but <laughs> I don't remember. The, I don't know. The, 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 the we'll, Ghetto we'll Buster, which oh, is what that thing is called. Blaster. Ghetto yeah, Blaster. Yeah, that one. Fuck, how'd we forget that? Oh, that yeah. is... I'll never forget. <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, Jesus, I forget about that. Uh, yeah, so we get Lois Maxwell coming back. Uh, not as flirty with Bond in this one. No. She's coy. But, you know, mm-hmm. a good relationship. I mean, she's doing, you know, she didn't cock block either. She, she, she didn't. Yeah, she so covered his ass. We, we yeah. to say, uh, Bond hid his uh, uh, fuck partner in the closet <laughs> while M was there because he would have gotten in trouble. Yeah. Uh, and Money Penny helps him 
keep her presence unknown to M. Yes. And uh, from there, after M leaves, uh, James immediately uses his magnet watch uh, gadget to undo his seductress's zipper. <laughs> Man, I love dress. the descriptors you've used to this lady. Yes. Uh, I, I, the, never has a watch has a gadget been used so soon after relieving it. He's yeah. like, I'm gonna go ahead and put this to work. I have questions about how this magnet works. It yeah, it's got an interesting uh, field attached to does it. Doesn't he, it? Does he just think about what he wants done, <laughs> and it works just on that one it's, thing? It's not I even was... a magnet; it's telekinetic. Yeah, <laughs> because there's metal everywhere. everywhere. I was gonna say, can you imagine if she had a filling and just yanked it out the back oh, of her head? God. <laughs> God. Sorry, darling. Uh, oh, my, my mistake. Q, I need the body bag. And and why doesn't the the watch just jerk out of his hand? I don't know. I don't think anybody else thought about it either. But especially for really big things, you would think that he would go towards the thing, not the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would pull him toward it. None. No time is it. A greater point made is the very last scene where he uses it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I will say this movie really lacks on a uh, gadget department. It's not great. No, it's not great gadget. Although there's one that I really like. Oh, I know what it is because oh. I love it. Oh, too. I love it. I yeah. do love it. I can't say it's it his might... gadget, but it's great. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, can't beat it. <laughs> I'm counting it. I'm counting it. It'll blow your too. mind. That's definitely. A, oh, we'll get there. Fuck it. We'll get there. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> We're doing it live. Um. So from there we go back to New York. Um. And Bond Bond is sent to New York to mm-hmm. meet up, uh, and kind of investigate what's going on. So he meets with Felix Leiter, our CIA counterpart, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, they just kind of yeah, they shoot the just, shit a little bit, <laughs> kind of talk about what's going on, and then... Felix is basically doing undercover work uh, on this guy called Mr. Big, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, so, I gotta say something here. Sure. This... So we met Phoenix Slider, Felix Slider in our last movie, or we met a version of him in Diamonds Are Forever. And I mentioned that that was an actor from the movie Bloodsport. This person is not the same guy, and he looks identical to him. You think so? I think really? they. I I couldn't believe that. It, I was like, oh, is that the same guy? <laughs> it is. It's not. This 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 guy is David Hedison. The other guy was Norman Burton. And uh, this character, this guy, David Hedison, comes back and mm-hmm. uh, License to Kill, a much older Correct. version of him. But I couldn't believe the two movies back to back. This has got to be the best recasting. I've ever seen because I wouldn't have questioned it if I was in the seventies. I'd be like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna blow your mind even more." So the first one, he was in Bloodsport, right? Yeah. This one was in Kickboxer. Jesus what was he really? in Kickboxer? I'm just fucking. Oh, oh my god. god! I was like, I was like Van Dam. I was like, I don't <laughs> remember an old character in Kickbox. They're all they're all pretty young, <laughs> except yeah. for the elderly Asian man, and it's not him. <laughs> Hey, do you like kickboxing? That's my. That's lighter. That was. That's your feeling. We can move on. <laughs> hey, Andrew uh, tells me he watches the kickboxer like dance scene every night before he goes to bed. 
before I, mean, I go to bed. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's the sexiest piece and, of cinema of all time. And the opening to Bloodsport. I just want to see the kid. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I only want to see the kid. <laughs> Are you going to call a cop? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was trying to find the line, yeah. Yeah. Got to call a cops. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, that's part of that movie. <laughs> um, what? By the way, I, I know we're getting off on a tangent here. You know, I recently found this out, and it makes me, A, never want to watch that movie again, but it is also seems so perfectly coordinated. Donald Trump's favorite movie is Bloodsport. <laughs> <laughs> that cannot be true. I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> is that why they were shouting Kumite at his rally? Oh my God. That is why. <laughs> they didn't really do that. Wait. I, I was making that up. I, did they really I, do that? I don't they know. It sounded like something that I think they did. I, Kumite. <laughs> It, it, when you the way it, you I said like, it, I was like, yeah, I think that did happen. But I'm not, now I don't know. I didn't sure. even question it. I was like, yeah, that seems like something they would do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Of all the weird shit they do at those things, I bet they did that as well. Um, okay, so, yeah. USA. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact for everybody on Live and Let Die. <laughs> so we're in New York. We're in New York. And uh, uh, Bond gets into a cab uh no he's he's definitely (laughs) he's a cia operative i think right he did Uh, he did a thing he did like he checked his phone for code to make sure he was going to the right license plate yes oh yes and then a the pimp mobile assassinates this guy right yes correct Mm -hmm. yes they're driving down the highway and a (laughs) when felix calls it describes it a pimp mobile yeah and i'm not gonna lie to you when it first came on screen i was like this car looks fucking awesome. It looked like Corella Deville <laughs> was did. pulling up behind Bond. It did. I was like, "This car is amazing." <laughs> and then when he described it as a pimp mobile, I was like, "Oh, oh, you ruined it." Oh, <laughs> yeah. So Bond is being transported to his destination, uh, and this car drives up and uh, kills the driver of Bond's car with a gun. In the uh, their mirror, side view the mirror, side yeah, mirror. Mm-hmm. and then just drives away, and then that was whispers, right? That was whisper, yeah. That was, that was first... whisper, who is one of the main villains, henchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I, I was, I was anticipating when I saw this cat get shot in the head, there was going to be some wild action <laughs> with Bond maintaining the car and keeping it from like crashing or like some explode nah. nothing just kind of yeah. like a oh no yeah. gotta get maintained my lane all right let me just grab the wheel really quick and uh <laughs> he, everything's fine yeah he like see he signaled left before he actually died yeah <laughs> yeah he, I, he followed all the rules i really love that little gun that's that kind of unique i don't know if i've seen a gun in the side view mirror before i, I also enjoyed that i i think it's a little weird that it took the guy Point zero seconds to die from it, but it was you know yeah, shot in the head. right in the temple. I mean, it's mm-hmm. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, but he didn't have any reaction. There was no like movement. That's uh, true. It literally just like went. It slurped yeah. right in his brain. He's dead. <laughs> it just yeah. slurped and still held the wheel the whole time. Um, I gotta say, whisper. That could have been uh, easy to get your aim correct. 
Mm-hmm. And he just did it quick. Yeah. We well, just drove right up. Look. Shot him in the head. I think for anybody who knows Whisker, like a Whisker. Whisker. <laughs> Albert Whisker. <laughs> I'm gonna take t- I'm gonna do take two, excuse me. Um anybody who knows Whisper like I do, you know he's great with that side well, of mirror gun. Whisker is in um cats at night when he's not working for Mr. Big. <laughs> It's yep. just a man whose name is Whisker. I gotta be in Cats. What else am I supposed yeah, to do? He doesn't dress up or anything. No, he's just. Oh no, he's not dressing up. I'm Whisker. Oh, are you Mr. Mustafelis? No, I'm myself. Whisker. I am Whisker. God That's damn it! God given name. Damn it. Um. <laughs> so, from there, uh, we 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 find out that the CIA is doing surveillance on this man named Kananga mm-hmm. who is is he president of San Monique or some I, sort of high he's a diplomat a diplomat yeah. yeah a diplomat and, um, mm-hmm. played by Yafet Kodo Yafet Kodo second time he's appeared on the Judgment Podcast that's true mm-hmm. he was an alien when we did that breakdown in our very first episode it was um, yeah so he is Kananga and again, the CIA is checking him out. So we're we're taken to Kananga's office, and he is already on to the CIA. He knows he's being listened to, so he plays a tape and then kind of <laughs> cuts bait. You know, mm-hmm. leaves his office, tricks them, leave them listen, and um, not before they change into, <laughs> I guess, yeah, they- I guess to the slightly more appropriate outfits for their other side gig as Mister Big. <laughs> For their second job, yeah. yeah. Well, I, we don't know. He's mi- you I, ruined it. I know, Corey. The audience is upset. <laughs> no apologies. <laughs> yes, that yes. reveal. I'm so sorry. That yeah, reveal. I was like, right. "What's happening, Bond? You don't get this." Well, you need to call your brother and apologize <laughs> <laughs> that you ruined this movie for him. Uh, yeah. So Kananga, he's obviously up to something. Um, and then we're back with James. And James goes to the occult voodoo shop. I, I loved it. You love the name? I love the name. Occult. Oh, cult. So, James. By the way, that that business locale is probably down like thirty thousand dollars a month in New York. Oh God, basement <laughs> rent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Except that the behind it is some sort of destroyed version of New Orleans or uh, New York. It's like, it no, no, like no, that's coming later when we Hiroshima. Get to... Yeah. Oh, okay. That, that's in the Filet of Soul or Filet of Yeah, Filet of Soul later. Yeah, Filet of Soul. Yeah. The this movie. Keep want to say Filet Fish. No, nope, <laughs> really trying not, not to. <laughs> yeah, this movie uh, really paints Harlem as a worn, torn nation. <laughs> it's wild. Um, yeah. Uh, so at that point, uh, Bond buys a uh, fake snake, <laughs> gets it wrapped long ways, long ways. What's the difference? Who cares? I think he thought it might take more time. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. That Does that mean sense. like wrapping it all around? Yeah. All the way up? I think he didn't want her to like crunch it up, put it in a bag, which you know what? Me neither. <laughs> I just want to keep my something. snake straight. If someone handed me something and said, yeah, that's can you wrap she's... this? Hey. <laughs> if someone handed me something and said, can you wrap this long ways? I would have an immediate panic attack. I don't know what that means. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. That's the thing. Andrew would be like, I quit. I can't yeah. do this. 
I'd call my manager. Jerry, I'd, get get over here. I can't do this. Jerry, people are asking too much of me. No one ever comes in here. And this British dude came in today. I'm feeling it for Veronica. My day up. Uh, so yeah, so Bond gets it wrapped long ways. And while he's in the store, he sees Whisper walk in, and knows that's the guy he saw in the pimp mobile. And uh, Whisper, aka Whisker. Mm-hmm. walks through a door in the back and James follows him whilst the worker is wrapping his snake long ways. Uh-huh. And um, he gets into a cab and says, hey, follow that car. I love this cab driver, by the way. The cab driver is awesome. I love I love his fucking look. I just love <laughs> everything about him. The facial hair that meets yeah. right on his, on his grin. It's, I, it's an interesting look. <laughs> Let me tell you something. In the year 2022, if I could get those sideburns, I would have those sideburns. Yeah. Those are fucking awesome. I think he could do it. You could. I mean, I could. You could definitely do it. Are you saying, can you pull it off? Yes. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. There's something about a uh, bald man with those sideburns that just doesn't <laughs> yeah. feel like it. I'd be scared. I'd be a little, yeah. bit, I'd be a <laughs> yeah. little bit apprehensive if I saw you on Let's be honest. Uh, I would look like I'm going to... S- Yell Kumite at a Trump rally if I could. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's, I'll hold off. But yeah, I loved this cab driver. He makes uh, two appearances. Yeah, he's on. Uh, he ends up being on uh, Mr. Big's dime, which we do find out immediately. I mean, yeah, yeah basically everyone in Harlem is. <laughs> I was going to say it appears that everyone works for Mr. Big. <laughs> I mean, and in New Orleans apparently, but the amount of different communication devices in this movie (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it's great so while bond is in this cab we're 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 basically taking all around harlem different shots of people seeing the cab drive by and then hopping on various communication devices as Corey stated Mm -hmm. saying hey we're tracking this cat this british cat no no he's we're checking this. You got a honky coming. Yeah, you got a honky. I love that. <laughs> what is the next yeah. one he says? He's like, it's like, it's like tracking my. It's basically, he's like saying white on rice, but he says something very similar. Oh, no, like, he says like tracking a cue ball. Yeah. Tracking a cue ball. It's like, Lord, man. <laughs> yes. So they're tracking Bond through Harlem um, and reporting it to someone. We don't know who they're reporting to at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but it appears literally everyone in the area is working for this same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we roll up into a nightclub, or I guess it's the daytime, so I guess we'll just say a club. A club in general. Uh, it was another, it was part of the chain, Filet Oh, yes, Filet Soul. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. They get, uh, they're a chain. <laughs> they got New York and they got New Orleans. So, uh, so they're at Filet Soul. And uh, by the way, the, the taxi driver, I love that line. He's like, He's coming inside. I love that. <laughs> He's coming in. Uh, He's having a blast in this movie, that actor. He is. I loved him. Yeah. Yeah, so Bond's in this club. They sit him down at a booth that immediately turns into a secret office. Mm-hmm. And from there, we meet Bond meets our Bond girl, Solitaire. I, played- I know I'm holding things up, but I, I love that Bond... Orders his drink, and the, he says no ice, and I said that'll be extra. That'll be extra. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that. And then I loved when he was about to get his drink, and the the trap door swings. Yeah, and, and he, then the waiter drinks his drink. Yeah, that made it. me laugh. I like what that. Was, yeah. Why all the ceremony? <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah, we meet our Bond girl. Solitaire, played Ooh. by Jane Seymour. Um, Dr. fucking Quinn Medicine Ball. Yes. Yeah. She's she was also in Wedding Crashers. I shit you oh, not. Yeah. I was watching Wedding Crashers and I was like, shit, I gotta watch Bond. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, I, it's the Were you shocked? <laughs> I just couldn't believe I was like, that's just great. Because I I remember her being in one of these movies. Didn't know it was this one. Yep. There we this go. This is it. This is it. And um Solitaire is just sitting at a table playing with uh tarot cards. By the way, breaking the fourth wall, did you see what was on those? <laughs> 007. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, that did make me laugh. I mean, no one ever questions it either. It was a quick flip. You, you know, yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know. She uses the exact same set a hundred times, but it's fine. Yeah. Well. I enjoy them. That's I'm true. not, I'm not making, you know. It's there. Mm-hmm. Is there, like, is there a behind the scenes about why they dubbed her voice? For some, but not all, I think that it's. So, I think she's talking sometimes, but they did dub her with a different was, actor a few for it, a lot of. It was it. probably just. She's a woman, man. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, it was probably because they didn't have the right equipment. And they they, they don't they didn't want to bring her back. They brought like another woman to just bring it was them probably out. cheaper to get someone They're else or something her. like that. Yeah. Mm, that makes Is sense this a good time to bring up who they wanted for this role? Yes. Right. And I'm disappointed that they did not do this. I like Jane Seymour in the role, but they originally thought about casting Diana Ross as Solitaire. That's interesting. Honestly, I like- uh, yeah, I love it too. I it make it makes me sad that that didn't happen. Makes a little more <laughs> sense, um, frankly. I think yeah. it'd have been a lot cooler. The book in the book Solitaire is white, which is why they ended up going this route, but. Because the Fleming is kind of a bond girl. In the book, yeah. Solitaire is also Haitian. White Haitian, huh? She's born and raised in Haiti, which means her parents were probably slave owner or her grandparents or whoever in her. And yeah, they just stayed wasn't there. good. Yeah. But yeah, it would have been really cool to have Diana Ross in this role. I agree. Literally, after I watched them say that in that uh, behind the scenes, I was like, yeah. Fuck, Although you know what, it it might have been a waste because Solitaire is really no personality. Yeah. This is true, but I feel She's... like is that more Jane Seymour or the role? I is think she... it's the role. I think it's some She's... Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour talks about how she really regrets this role. Oh, I haven't heard that. I haven't either. She it was, was talking it the fuck up in that documentary we watched. It was on a separate documentary I watched where she was just like I regret doing that huh hmm well i guess priorities change over time maybe maybe she's okay with it now but uh, yeah that was uh that was maybe not maybe not a fun enough role for diana ross maybe it was a good thing i don't know who knows it would have been cool though yeah yeah so uh they hack they kind of have talk a little bit he introduces himself and then we're introduced to uh mr big who is apparently the guy that everyone's been communicating with and everyone in Harlem works for. And this guy comes out. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that guy's not actually black or something. Yeah. Was wrong? Fooling. There's something up with his fucking face. I was like, what yeah. is wrong with his face? Like I was telling Blaine, I knew what the surprise twist of this movie is, but 
I think this is the first time I really looked at that makeup and I was like, whoa, that looks horrible. I what mean, did you think, Corey? It's not like they're trying to hide. The, I mean, they all literally get dressed and go to that club and we see the same people in the club. So when a man comes out that looks like a subhuman, my first thought is like, oh, he's got some sort of it's mask or something. Man. On. It's, it's going yeah. to like, of course, got it. Okay, I'm with it now. They're the mm-hmm. same people. Uh, so then the reveal later on is like, what are we doing? Why are we, why are we wasting so much time on this? Yeah. Yeah. He does. I, spoiler alert. He does say my favorite line in this scene though. Do you want to say it? Because uh, it, or you want to save it? I'll save it. I'm just saying. He does. You did say it. You said it earlier. <laughs> Which one? When he comes no, out. I didn't say it on, on while we were recording. Though. Oh, we weren't recording. Okay, good. Oh. No, we weren't recording. But yeah, he comes out, says this line within two seconds of seeing Bond. Yeah. Um, he basically tells um, his team to take Bond away and kill him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's what they do. They take him outside, <laughs> and this is where we in our bombed out Hiroshima, uh, World War II ruins yeah. of Harlem. Yeah. It looks insane. Just yeah, behind a, like, a, it felt like a busy street. Yeah. It didn't look like that on the not, other side. No. I don't know. Maybe there's some underground tunnels they walked for miles under. It's, but oh no. this is crazy looking. Yeah. Uh, so James uh, figures out how to beat these guys up real quick. He does. Mm-hmm. And escapes. And, um,. He then meets up with a CIA agent that uh, Lighter sent. Strutter. Strutter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he picks him up, and then mm. James is supposed to go follow Kananga. Mm-hmm. Another great line I loved from this guy, too. Yeah? Yeah. I don't want to ruin it because it might be one of you. All right. We'll, we'll save him. We'll yeah. save him. Um, and then uh, our next scene where we're... Well, I, we what, do get, a, we get a gadget in that car. We do. That's what my favorite line was. Yeah. Oh, then I'll save it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, we're we're just this is a great cut. Is we go from that last scene to just this guy laughing. Yes, we it's, do. It's Baron Semity uh, with his face just oh. just doing. Yes, that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and he's we're at a hotel and there's a a performance for white people. Yeah. Very much basically so. doing oh, God, a, yeah. a mock voodoo, voodoo performance. This master ceremonies, though, I loved him. That's Baron Simity, everyone. <laughs> Don't be scared, though. <laughs> yeah, you fucking idiots. <laughs> did have, did you know that's the same? It, he played uh, Punjab and Annie. N- never knew it was the same guy. He did. I uh, love I, him in that movie. <laughs> He's great. I I love it's Jeff uh, Jeffrey. Oh shit, no, Jeffrey Hudson. Huts, what is? What Holder Jeffrey, Jeffrey Holder. Holder? Yeah, he uh, is in a great Eddie Murphy movie called Boomerang. I don't know if you ever saw Boomerang. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be the last great Eddie Murphy movie he ever did, but uh, yeah, he plays like a uh, cre- uh, an art director in Boomerang, and he is like making these commercials. But his problem is that he always makes them too sexual. It's just he's fucking hilarious in that. But I did just thinking about that. He also appears with another Bond villain in Boomerang, Grace Jones. Wow, movie has two Bond villains. That's pretty cool. Yeah, two hinges. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, look at that. Um, 
yeah so uh, this is where bond is staying at this hotel so mm-hmm. uh bond checks in orders some bollinger does his typical mm-hmm. bond thing where he checks the room for bugs, bugs. yeah uh, and then immediately takes a nice bath and let's get a nice shave in mm-hmm. uh and whilst doing that a snake slithers in the window a yeah. covert snake. This thing a was hiding. It's, it's it's talented. So this is this was sent by I'm guessing Penangas people. Yeah. I would assume. Mm-hmm. I would assume uh, they have a secret snake door. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, just an odd. Why not just you know just pop in and shoot him in the head while he's taking a bath? Well, that through that same window. <laughs> well, that I goes know? back to our. Age-old Bond question. Why not just shoot him in the head? Let's use a snake. Well, that was my thing. Like, So it leads to, why did Whisper come do the bottle? I think he was coming to check and see if Bond was dead from the snake. Yeah, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And he was Otherwise, like, oh, why shit. is Whisker? Oh, Whisker. Whisker. God Whisker. <laughs> that... It's going to be a runner now. I can't uh, get over it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. otherwise, why did Whisper go through all this trouble? And right. do nothing. He didn't. He just left. Mm-hmm. Also, all right, hold on. We'll get there. So mm-hmm. the snake slithers in. It doesn't get Bond. Bond flamethrowers it with hairspray. Oh, no. Even better, aftershave. Aftershave. He's aftershave. Aerosol, aerosol, aerosol aftershave. aftershave. <laughs> Me too. I was like, that is not a thing. I've never yeah. seen that. There's absolutely no point to it. Just get it everywhere? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so he flamethrowers this. Uh, it dies. And then... Um, uh, so yeah. This is where he comes in. Whisper. I think I just, he comes in before this, and then uh, Bond sees the snake after Whisper leaves. Okay. Yeah, this is supposed to be like a tension moment. So, like, is Bond going to get bit or not? Right. So Whisper comes in before that. But James recognized Whisper at that voodoo shop. Yeah. But not now. Not now? Not now. Yeah. Well, he was... Or did he just like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, I know. Look, he just got off a plane. He really wanted to take that bath and shave. And then he was interrupted. Hmm. Well, know, did, he, did he recognize oh, him? Or did he just see the back of him the whole time? Maybe he wasn't looking at him. Yeah, because he was facing the other way. <laughs> That's true. And could not hear a word he said. Yeah. yeah. Name's Whisper. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, for the for the audience, Whisper has a very ah, 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 kind of voice. <laughs> and it is... You can even tell they took the ADR and lowered it more. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to open it? That's uh, way more saying? audible than he did. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's... <laughs> yes, but poor Whisper, according to the book, only has uh, half of one lung. So that's why he's so quiet. Sad, oh. really. Well, I guess he has a backstory. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, from and there, I also love about Whisper, he tucks the shirt in. He doesn't fuck around. No, no, no. He's no slob. <laughs> he tucks that shirt in. Uh, I realize we forgot to mention our other main henchman was uh in New York, uh by the oh, yeah. by the name of Teehee. Holy Tee-hee. shit, we missed Teehee. Yeah, talking about Teehee. Yeah, was uh showed up. At, back in New York, it's Mr. Big's main henchman, and mm-hmm. this guy has a claw hand. 
it's yeah it's actually a whole claw arm oh, it's a whole but, which we don't know until he tells us that a gator bit yeah. that arm off but every shot we see it's clearly just a guy holding on holding to, it he looks like uh <laughs> that part it's like a part from happy part. gilmore yeah i was gonna His say arms you can long. tell where the wrist is <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah. it bends like um, it literally goes almost fully sideways i was like okay yeah. all right y'all but yeah, we yeah, got Julius G- Harris is this man's name, and his aesthetic in the uh, behind the scenes, I loved it. He seems he, like a, a just a, a swell guy. I would have, yeah, like you. He seems like he has good stories, but yeah, he's just sitting in a chair. He has on his t-shirt and his cardigan. I was like, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> look at him. <laughs> uh, so after the the flame th- or yeah, the flamethrower, mm-hmm. uh, Bond meets Rosie Carver. Who is a female CIA agent? Um, it's not given a lot to do. Yeah, I gotta say, I don't know <sighs> what is she doing. I mean, she's Nothing? introduced as like kind of hapless, yeah, and right man. away a little bit sus, a little bit suspicious. I'm like, okay, yeah. what's going on with her? Yeah, not a, an adequate agent. Apparently, Felix Center. Mm, yeah, I, uh, maybe. Not, I'd love to know if that really actually super made clear. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> she, yeah, from the, like Corey said, she's just a wreck for most of the movie. Yeah. Uh, she walks into one room and there's a little bitty hat with a, a bloody chicken feather on it. And Am I the only one that didn't realize it was a little hat? And when she picked it up and it was little, <laughs> I didn't know it was little. Yeah. I was like, that's way smaller than it looked. <laughs> I did laugh. Cause I was like, Oh, what is this silly little shit? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I mean, and then Bond immediately says something about it with a good line. Uh, that none of us can remember, obviously. So. No, <laughs> no, he says, he says, oh, what's the, why are you scared of this hat? It looks like a man with a small head lost a fight with a chicken. That's what he said. That's right. That's that is right. That's what he said. I'm so glad you wrote that down. That's that is a few a good, good line. lines. Like the line, I don't remember the line, honestly, but when she's like, I was helping out with, with uh, Baines last time. You know, the one who died? <laughs> he was like, yeah. ooh, yeah, I can't wait to have that kind of protection. <laughs> yeah. He was like, lucky me. I uh, love that. That was a great little interaction. Uh, one thing they, I will say in the behind the scenes for this movie, everyone did really give uh, Roger a big hand for everything he did. They said he was really good at those quips. And as we see later on, Roger really gets... Leans into the quips. Yeah, (laughs) he gets a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, from there, within the next scene, it's daytime. James is wearing this wild blue suit. Yeah. It's fantastic. Sailor chic. Very much so. And light blue, just like in a fucking Goldfinger. You talking about the towel? Yeah, the towel piece? that was a one piece. Yeah. The towel right. romper? He's, I still he's, want that. Yeah, mm-hmm. This looks like it. it's blue. It looks like it's denim almost. It, it's cool look. More than likely was. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, from there, James just fucks around a little bit. I guess he goes to a tarot shop to buy tarot cards that he uses. Well, he only buys the lover cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he He's gets to play later nefarious he, purposes later. He gets a mysterious tarot card that floats down during his breakfast. That mm-hmm. we find out later is very important. Mm-hmm. So yeah, okay. That's another point we need to make. Uh, Bond is in no hurry to do anything. By the 
away. <laughs> Let's have breakfast, and then we'll, you know, go investigate. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, and so from there, him and Rosie go charter a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, uh, <laughs> Rosie makes some more mistakes. Uh, yeah. Tries to shoot Bond's friend. Quarrel. Quarrel Jr. Uh, I just want to be clear. We're not saying Carl. We're not saying Carl. We're saying Quarrel. 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 Which makes me think, why didn't they just tell Rosie? Yeah, why was she kept in the dark about that? Yeah, she has a gun. Because at that point, he knows that she's up to no good. So why reveal all the secrets? By the way, um, and I know this is off topic, Rosie's gorgeous <laughs> and a rockin' uh, bod. Yeah. Best bod of all time? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. There was, uh, and I know this is, uh, uh, the word is not fun, but the cum gutters on Rosie. <laughs> Their cum gutters were great, Corey. You're right. Is that considered blue? The obliques, yeah, I guess. Yes, yeah, that would be. That okay. would be blue. Yeah. Usually it's me, so I just... No, it's a, but at the same time, that is like sometimes what people call them when they don't know what to say. I, I never knew never obliques heard until it called. I've heard it Wait, called the V. You knew them as cum gutters before you <laughs> yeah, knew them I sure as obliques. Hundred percent. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, just a medical term. Can, you know, what do you call arms, Corey? <laughs> um, I call them longies. <laughs> <laughs> Reaches. I call them dick grabbers. Um, dick grabbers. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, not so Corey. You know, I don't want Corey to take a big hit, but I didn't realize that that's called an oblique until just now. So, so there we go. Good to know. So Good there we know. go. God so we're damn. not. Um, I can't believe I you never heard that. I can't believe you never heard the that's the American that's, education that's, system. <laughs> we do. <laughs> I've always thought of it as the V. I've always thought of V. Or when I heard cum gutters, I was like, oh, I'm going to use that now. Well, <laughs> yeah, mean, that sounds better. I mean, and I'm going to as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do think that's usually you call them that for on men, which is interesting. Uh, but I, yeah. I, I guess it, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter what gender the person is. They're still Oblique they're on a man, <laughs> cum gutter on a woman. <laughs> No, no, Depends I was the opposite. On... <laughs> I was saying the opposite. Okay. Depends on what kind of man. Um... Yeah, so Rosie and yeah, the cum we... gutters uh, look great on the By the, the way, we should just say she's a great actress. We love everything else about her. It's not just her looks. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they get off the boat and start snooping around in the jungle. I guess they know that this is Kananga's property. So they're doing some recon. But they, they actually just fuck by a creek. Yeah. Um, yeah. They do. So he, he gets, you know, he explores her cum gutters. Uh, and, he, you know, it, it has to be noted. I mean, in 1972, an interracial scene with the biggest action character, that's a big deal. That's a big fucking deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, we're talking 1967 was the first interracial kiss. This is yeah. not long after that. Not at all. I mean, Captain Kirk and uh, and Uhura. Uhura. Yeah. yeah. So not long after that, and I mean, yeah, there's a lot to be said about that. So good for them. So during this scene, after they're done and she's 
you know, flushed her gutters. Um, <laughs> yep. Full flushed. Uh, <laughs> She's flushed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Bond basically says, hey, I'm on to you. I know you're fucking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're up to no good. And uh, now he does use a PPK in this scene. Right? Yeah. He, yeah. I think he's carrying his, his regular Walther. Yeah. Um, Which I think is the last time he uses that gun. Yeah, he doesn't use it all in the book. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so he, he calls out Rosie, uh, has a good line here, and then uh, Rosie is flustered, kind of seems like she's in a tight spot. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate. You know? mm-hmm. So she's having to play, uh, play James or probably get killed by Kananga. Uh, but then she gets hysterical and runs through the jungle and then gets killed by a scarecrow. Very... Unsanctimonious, yeah. Yeah, just, I, uh, it would have been so much better if he just found her dead and there were voodoo statues all around her. We, but us seeing the gun was a little bit of like a bummer because I was like, uh, keep it kind of yeah. mystical for now. Like, let's not let's not ruin it just yet. I you agree with you. I like that. Yeah. What if we kept it? You know, kept that same vibe all the way till the end. Uh, what mysterious, if? <laughs> yeah. mysterious? What if? Deaths <laughs> didn't happen. Uh, yeah, so Rosie's dead. Just dead in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from there, we're at a, a real serious tarot card reading. Uh, <laughs> Solitaire's in, like, some... You know what my note says? I said, why the fuck is Solitaire dressed like Queen Amidala in this scene? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she really was. <laughs> it was <Shit>. mind-blowing. <laughs> um, that's so dead on. Yeah, it was. She looks wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and she's talking with Kananga uh, about James. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really... I'm just trying to figure out what he's do- up to. Yeah. And he relies on her, her seeing powers to... Arguably way too much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's a little into it, a little mm-hmm. reliant upon this, this white girl's tarot card reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Um, we're out on a boat and we're like hey where's james james is fucking hang gliding smoking a cigar in the middle of the night uh uh, just having a good time yeah moore said that the reason he did cigars instead of cigarettes is because that was another way to differentiate himself from connery so i like that yeah yeah i think it's much better message like whiskey whiskey and cigars because i don't drink martinis no, no. I'm a power bottom. <laughs> yeah, I'm a power bottom. <laughs> Only bourbon rock. <laughs> uh, fucking, where are we at? So, oh, hang gliding, yeah. Yeah, he's hang gliding above Kananga's island base. Then he hang kicks glides, a guy off a cliff. Hang glide kicks a guy. I uh, did like that. And then um, the next scene is just... James in the Amidala he's, he's, he's in her like throne, but not before he does his own wardrobe change right beforehand, right after he gets off the hang glider. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. He, he's like, I got my hang gliding side, and I got my fancy this side. Out. Uh, yeah, but so James is dressed as Amidala, sitting at her yeah. throne, yep. playing with her cards, mm-hmm. and uh, he basically tricks Solitaire into having sex with him. Because yeah. um, she was yeah. very believing. It was cars. not. I don't know what he did. <laughs> it wasn't it really. Was... It's, 
Ugh. Like with Rosie or her, because like Rosie's like, "Oh, aren't we friends now that we fucked?" And he's like, "Not at all." And I'm gonna just, point this gun in your face. Yeah, and then he just tricks the next woman he sees and having sex with. Like, he's being a real. Oh, I don't know. A real asshole here. Yeah, because uh, I mean, she's obviously believes it one hundred percent. Yeah. So what James does here is he replaces every card in the deck with the lover card. Mm-hmm. Uh. Which he had already kind of picked up on that she had pulled out and she was thinking, oh, this means I'm going to have sex with this guy. And yeah. he was like, you're damn right you are. Yeah. I'm going to put every lever card in your deck. <laughs> so no matter which one you pull, it's going to be, be the, the lover card. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he takes her virginity this way. Yeah, that was yeah. a weird turn. Oh God! Yeah. Like he literally hit that line. I don't know. If, I hope it's not anyone's line. But he's like, "Cheer up, darling. There has to be first time for everyone." I was like, "James, James, James, James." Oh, man, yeah. Uh, yeah that that whole scene was just a lot. It was icky. Yeah, it was really icky. Uh, but and then, <laughs> and then she talks like she's like having remorse about it and goes on like this sincere talk, and he's just looking at her like. Uh, he basically rolls his eyes. Yeah. All in crazy. a day's work, babe. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to what I do. You're the second woman I've had sex with today. Get over it. Yeah. Uh, and then... Um... I should tell you when I t- turned Asian to marry this one lady. <laughs> I will do anything. Yeah. To fuck. Boy, boy, boy. And then... um. Yeah, so after they have sex, we jump to... Hike in the, the jungle. Yes, they escape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're hiking, and then uh, they're obviously being washed by Kananga's crew, and then mm-hmm. James and uh, Solitaire find a bunch of poppy fields. Yes. And uh, a helicopter comes by and tries to kill them. <laughs> yeah, helicopter comes by. I, and I guess... Those bullets are literally <laughs> right at their feet and right at their head. I don't understand how they didn't get shot to smithereens. Well... They're that good, Corey. They're that good. It's insane. It's called anticipation and good reflexes. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So we now have Poppy introduced. So, hey, Kananga's a heroin dealer is what we're we're putting together now. Mm -hmm. And based on the grand plan he has... Does anyone else think those poppy seeds did not look big enough to fulfill the needs he was trying to do? There, there must have been more. There, yeah, I, we, I hope so. I hope we only just saw a little bit. Yeah, because uh, Kananga, buddy, babe. Kananga, babe. That's not babe. good enough. That's You're going to need it. more of those, babe. Yeah. Kumate. <laughs> um, the fact that he has not said that in a speech is alarming, though. It's got to be coming, right? All right, yeah. Or Noxukao. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's from Noxukao. Is that from Kickboxer? I, I, it's from one of those. I, uh, Mate is from Bloodsport. I'm sure he's like, I will never say Mate. <laughs> that sounds Chinese. Yeah, the Chinese pirates. Um, By the way, we're making fun of Trump. There's been a midterm election. Um, and we don't know how it's going to turn out. So God help us all. So moving on. <laughs> yeah. So from there, after the helicopter scene, uh, James steals a double decker bus, and they go on a. Uh, they're getting chased by cops, 
director, obviously on Kananga's payroll. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just kind of like, you know, a middling chase. Yeah. They do some cool shit with the bus, which we, Andrew and I watched the behind the scenes. Yeah. Why the fuck? <laughs> I was, I had to rewind it to see if I missed something when they were talking about this. Yeah. So they had a stunt driver, you know, they slide this bus, like they make it do like a 360 in the middle of the road with the stunt driver. But they left Jane Seymour in the bus. Yeah, during She's, all the takes. Yeah, that's amazing. And not, and not just this part. In the next part, where it rips the top off of they, it, she's in it. They put Jane Seymour in the scene where this bus gets cut in half. It's like, why did you have to be there? She, we, she we know she's in there. We don't need to see that she's yeah. in. There. And it's not like we see her. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Put a stunt person. A dummy. We would have noticed. Are you kidding I, me? I was blown away. Yeah, when she was saying, yeah, so I was in it, and they did the turns about ten times, I was like, God, that's weird. But when then when she said that she was in the bus when it got cut in half, I was like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah. Why? Did this? you ask for that? <laughs> um, also, uh, there's a point where during that, one of the a motorcycle that's chasing them jumps off into the ocean. Yeah. In the behind the scenes, that guy jumped into like an inch of water and landed yeah. right onto a bunch of coral reef and got <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. The, it looked terrible. I would suggest everybody watch this behind the scenes because it looked like a lot of people got injured in this movie. <laughs> it showed tons of injuries. Yeah. So many poor stuntmen got really hurt. Um, so then they leave, they get to their boat, and they escape on the boat. And they go to, uh, we're, we're at New Orleans. Hey. We're there. And uh, they're picked up by the same cab driver from New York <laughs> yeah, that we all sure love. I, James like, literally has like a moment of like, oh, that's kind of cool before he, I like <laughs> this. Well, before he's like, wait, that doesn't seem right. You again? <laughs> cool. I'm glad you relocated. <laughs> what are the odds? Uh, so the cab driver takes him to Mr. Big. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, he escapes. Um, well, I have, oh, yeah. He, he's they're at an airport yeah. and uh, James escapes. They're going to try to take him on a plane mm-hmm. and he escapes and steals a small airplane. Yes. With a student. Uh, an older lady. An older lady who was trying to learn how to fly. And James pretends to be the instructor. Her just, name was Mrs. Bell. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. he just taxis around. They just have a chase. Uh, around this airport with James in an airplane, but not <laughs> flying it, just driving it. And I want uh, Mrs. Bell's glasses. It's just my everyday glasses from now on. <laughs> Those flying glasses? <laughs> Those giant round things she had on. Um, and we get a oh shit from her in this movie. Do we? Yeah, right when wow. James cuts both those wings off. Oh, yes. She said, oh, shit. Oh, shit. You should Mrs. get those glasses. Bell. Yeah. And the sideburns. Oh, man. That's a and look. Then and then we're good. It's a look, and I'm not against it. That's the thing. And then, <laughs> not at all and then just, like, super deep Vs. You know what, Corey? It's a good point. I really... I was... 
and take the hair I have and just grow it out real long in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. And, and I, want, I, want you, I want you to have a signature scent, but uh, I'll let you pick. Okay. <laughs> I'll find something. Um... <laughs> Highlighter. Just... I was what? thinking like a tzatziki sauce kind of smell. <laughs> tzatziki sauce. Cucumbers. He smells like cucumbers and yogurt. You this made is me interesting. Snort, I don't snort on camera or microphone. <laughs> don't tell him we filmed these. Tzatziki sauce. That was a good fucking throw. So, yeah, James gets away. And, fuck, there's another funeral parade. We well, have is well it, we cut back to Felix who's having to uh basically clean up James's mess by for, talking to the guy who yeah, owns the school. Destroying the airplanes. And I loved him in this. Yes, yes, we know. We apologize. <laughs> yes, I I understand. I believe you're a veteran. I like all of that. That was great. But James asks how's Miss how's Mrs. Bell, which is very polite of him to do. It how's, was how is she doing? Uh she's critically injured, James. Yeah. She he said she's in intensive care, but we think she'll make it. Oh, like, oh that's not good. That's not good, James. So then from there, we're at another same spot as yep. we were in the opening in New Orleans. Yeah, this time our, it's um, Strutter. Yeah. Um, and same exact shit happens. Stabbed, mm-hmm. picked up in the coffin, the yeah. funeral parade. Double down on that scene, they which just, I'm, all, I'm all for I it. like it. Yeah. Same exact thing happened. I, I just got it. I'm a big fan of if someone comes to stand right next to me when no one's around me, I usually do a little, just a little step to the left that, like, we don't have to stand right next to each other, bud. I don't know who you are. This is <laughs> Listen, you know, you two have both known me a while. When I'm in a movie theater and someone sits beside me, I move. I think we all know this. We do know this. Me. Yes. <laughs> so, I don't like closeness at all. Yeah. And we, same rules, basically urinal rules. Just apply those in public in yeah. all situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if there's a spot that's open next to a person, don't take it. No, take the next one. Take the next. Take one. the next. I, now, here's the thing. I think people put too much focus on this. Here's my stance: just don't look at the other guy's hog and just, just. Just pee. There's so much like a lot of people are like, oh, all all of the all the ceremony to by your own rules, and we know you love to look at hogs. You just said you don't. When someone comes to stand next to you, you move to the left. I like boring. Listen, hey, I like to be contradicting. (laughs) But in as long as if your hogs out, you can do it. Just don't look at mine. Have you guys ever experienced this? You're at the urinal. And then your boss comes in and stands to the urinal next to you and wants to talk to you. Oh, yeah. No, All the time. No, that does not happen I, to you. I hate that so fucking much. It's all like really weird talk. Like, hey, uh, you get a new jacket? Yeah. Or, oh, did you go to so-and-so, that location? I can't pee. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was having this exact conversation with Becca about like the the – the standards of, of of urinals and I was like, it all applies except when you go to a baseball game, you have to pee in a trough, and then it's just yeah. well, you do what you got to do. And Becca had never heard of a trough. And I was like, oh, oh this is a I, real thing. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. It's hard not to see the other penises. Yeah, in it that really case, is yeah. at that point. Yeah, 
Unless you just put like horse blinders on. I wish I wish you had. When you go to the baseball game, <laughs> I can't see anything but straight. I have always wished some guy would just sit down and start peeing at the trough. <laughs> I was at a trough at, at a NASCAR race one oh, time. There's a and lot to unload with all this that. Guy, go ahead. No, literally. Had, this guy had his dick pulled out the bottom of his shorts. He didn't pull his shorts oh, down. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> were they cargo shorts or were they short shorts? They were not short shorts. They were so this guy NASCAR had. race shorts. So... So he was fully packing. No, he, he you know he kind of pulled it up. So he oh, okay. The pulled crinkle. up the the one short leg. That seems like so much more work than just pulling over. Pulled the dick out, so it was kind of like a crimped up bendy straw. Oh. And he well, was twelve. What? <laughs> God. <laughs> Leave it to Blaine. Talking about little boys. <laughs> I was twelve. <laughs> I can talk about my own wiener. Well, now we know where it comes from. <laughs> so I'm kidding. I, that was just one of the 19 dicks at the trough. But um, I then, can't believe you went to a NASCAR race. It was odd. It was odd. What if you were 12? I guess you're kind of dragged there at that. Point, and then right? re- more recently, I, I thought you were into it when you were when you were young. I mean, it was it was a, it's an event. It's great people watching. Yeah, for sure. sure. Oh, it would be for me now, but. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> I also while I was speaking about urinals, I saw one guy more recently. Uh, I guess he had his zipper undone and had his hog through the zipper, but had his arms crossed like a genie. Oh, wow. what? Like, this, what a, I was like, what a way to I was do like, this. This guy has to have a big dick to where like Yo, gravity, you, you know, can't risk stream like doesn't move it or oh, anything. No, yeah, it's just genie pissing. I can assure you, I, I. Could never do that. So just just putting that on the table, I would be a nervous wreck, and it would go everywhere. <laughs> Maybe he was pissing everywhere, just didn't care. I don't know. Don't care at all. I love that he's like, oh, let me rest these arms. <laughs> but he had like, he had on nice clothes and just letting it be. Let let it be. I guess. All right. Just that's a statement. That's a statement. Yeah. I was like, he's got to have a huge dick. He just looks over and is like, it's resting in. The- <laughs> it's laying down flat. It's yeah. laying there. Uh, it's resting. In case you were wondering. Ew. Oh no. I thought that was a urinal cake. Um So we are then at Where are we? We're yeah, at, we're at the, the I'm assuming this is the New Orleans fillet. Okay. Yes, yes we're uh, back. The OG fillet of soul. The OG Sorry, fillet. we took a real Real turn. And um, there is a lady on stage singing Live and Let Die. <laughs> God damn right. Um, We're while, getting that money's worth. <laughs> while James is sitting there listening to it. I didn't mind her version. I was having a good time with her. It, it's just odd to hear. Oh, yeah. It's odd to hear the theme song of the movie twice. Being sung yeah. by a, a person. In front of James. Yeah. Um, and then... James is descended into the floor, and we're in uh, an office with Mr. Big, uh, yeah. who is clearly Kananga. Uh, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not even close to the question. And then... Uh, I he, feel like Corey was supposed to remember to talk about something in this scene, but God knows I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. Fuck. <laughs> 
All right, write us in. Tell uh, us what Corey fucked up on, and we'll uh, we'll address it next episode. So, I don't remember. I don't remember saying I was supposed to. I don't remember that either. I could be making all of this up. Maybe you yeah. are. I could also be thinking about the Gremlins episode. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Mr. Big reveals himself as Kananga. Mm-hmm. He takes off the shitty makeup, which leads me to my question: Why? Why are we doing go- that? Why do we need Mr. Big? Every time he had to do that, he had to, all right, let's put the makeup on. Let me sit down and do six hours of silicone makeup. Yeah. It's not an easy thing, but it served no point. He's no. a he's faceless to... person. It's not like he's going out in the streets as Mr. Big meeting people. It doesn't matter. No one sees his, No one sees him. He's always in like some sort of back room. Yeah. And all his close circle knows that he's Kananga. Yeah. Everybody knows. So he's sitting in this room. He's like, how do I look? Good? All right. All right. <laughs> do you like my disguise? <laughs> and everybody's like, sure, man. <laughs> I don't <laughs> get it. How melty does my face look today? Soups, <laughs> like, like extremely? Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. So, week straight. <laughs> everything look okay. He, he looks like Pepsi Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> That's not a bad descriptor. <laughs> like right At, after. Right afterwards. <laughs> right immediately after. Um, so, like, why? Doesn't make any sense. And then no. Mr. Big reveals his plan. So Kananga reveals his plan about flooding the streets with free heroin. To, to, to get bankrupt people, all the current heroin dealers. And get people addicted. Yeah. And then he's going to capitalize after everyone's addicted. I mean... Listen, if you got the supply, it's not a bad plan, I guess. Uh, but at the same time, I looked at that poppy field, and it is nowhere near what it needs to be to make that work. But okay. I don't, I, to me, it seems like he's already got a huge following. What? Uh, I don't know. It just it, it seems. With how locked down he had Harlem. I mean. You're letting other. And New Orleans. You're letting. True that. But Maybe I mean, he wants got to get all the other nations. All yeah. yeah. He wanted just, it in every city. He's so. just ambitious, I guess. Look, the man's got a plan, I guess. Um, um, and from there... Well, we also get a scene where, uh, as Mr. Big, he said, did you mess with that? Or I forget what the line is. He oh, said yeah. it. Did you mess with that? Yeah, did you mess with that? Talking about did you touch that? in solitary. Yeah. <laughs> And then ruins it because he just rips the silicone off. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I'm. <laughs> there's some poor makeup guy in the back, like, well, I'm fucking glad I've been doing this the last eight weeks. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, but she covers for James. She does. She, she does. Says, no, we didn't. We didn't have sex. And then Teehee's in the background just being silly. He's Teehee. Yeah, he's Teehee. <laughs> and he's, he's about to, to cut Bond's finger him. off. And Kananga plays it like, because uh, what happens is. is She's supposed to guess Bond's serial number on his watch. And if she doesn't, then they were going to cut Bond's finger off. Uh, but Kananga plays it as if she guessed it right, which is another interesting part of it. Am I saying this wrong? Is that what happened? Maybe I was just... <laughs> I thought she said, yeah, he's telling the truth about something. You know what? It really doesn't add anything does. to the story. No. So it doesn't yeah. move on. It doesn't matter. No. But anyways, they're testing 
solitaire, and she covers for James. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, and then knocks James out. Yeah. I will say my favorite part of this is when uh, Baron Samity walks in, though. Oh, and just... Oh, I love him. Stirs the, the stew a little he bit. He does. He comes... Oh, this big queen. I love him so much. He comes, in. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in that suit with his cane, and he's just flipping those fucking cards. Yeah. <laughs> he just... Look at this one. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets Mr. Big all riled up, and... Mm-hmm. He does... He his, s- <laughs> smacks the shit out of Solitaire. Oh, I love it. Um, so, yeah, he smacks solitaire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you said, I love it, right after Blaine said that. Yeah, I love when he I, I love, love that part. That's all I've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then from there's where we kind of take a turn, I would say. <sighs> yeah. um, yes. It could be argued. So, Teehee <laughs> takes James to Tee. a secret uh, fucking <laughs> science lab Speaking in the swamp. On a, on yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Tee hee. Yep, yep. That's Shimmel. good. That's good. Yep. Um so yeah, so Tee <laughs> and the crew take mm-hmm. James to a lab in the middle of a bayou with a bunch of alligators. Trespassers will be eaten. Alligators and crocodiles. And uh I do love when something is dressed as like a shack and you go inside and it's the most modern laboratory on earth. I loved that. Yeah, what were they doing there? <laughs> making that, they were making that sweet heroin. Man. Yeah, sweet heroin there? Yeah. yeah. So I guess so. Mm-hmm. So uh, Teehee does a big spiel, shows James all the crocodiles and alligators and feeds them chicken and shit. And then yep. they trap James <laughs> on this tiny little island and he's surrounded by crocodiles. And we also where, find out he gets his actual arm was bitten off. His whole thing. arm. Yeah. By one of these gators. And um, all these crocodiles and alligators start closing in on James. And then we get a super iconic stunt. Yeah. Where James escapes the island by running across the backs of alligators in the water. What did you think about that, Corey? Classic alligator run. Corey, do you think that was real? No. It, this is going to shock you, was 100% real. Those, they were, actually those are real fucking alligators. And the guy who owned the, the farm, his name was Ross Kananga. He was so cool, they named the motherfucking lead villain, villain after him. Wow. Yeah. He, wow. Okay. He ran across, and in the behind the scenes, it shows five of the takes that didn't work. And, and he almost died one a of his, couple of times. His foot goes right into this one alligator's mouth and it Yeah. It's it's biting him. Yeah, it's biting him. <laughs> but I was shocked. It was mm-hmm. a legit <laughs> Yeah. But it was kind of sad they had to to tie their uh the alligator's feet down to the bottom. Which by itself seems like a hard fucking thing to do. <laughs> right? Yeah. Lasso your little foot. Yeah. And how you do it one at a time? You gotta because that was like how many was that? Like five alligators he runs on. I think it was three. Or three. Okay. But, three. Yeah. And it was an odd number. Yeah, but twelve like feet. I, that's twelve alligator feet. Yeah, like I told Blaine, I had watched this behind the scenes a few years ago. Uh, and up until that point, I always assumed these alligators were fake. Even as a kid, I was like these fucking fake alligators 
when I saw that it was real, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> absolutely insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah, but that's why he got uh, a character named after him. I, I, right. I think okay. he deserved it at that this point. Cat's yeah, legendary. So, yeah, this man almost died for this movie. Um, so, yeah, James gets away that way and, and steals a boat. And then for the next you know, 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's quite literally 14 whole minutes of a boat chase. It's 14 minutes? Okay. Yes. Okay. We were thinking about... I was tracking. I was like, it's 15 to 20 minutes. I rewinded it uh, the minute he gets on a boat and the minute he gets off a boat. 14 whole minutes. Of a boat chase. Straight. A quarter of an hour. It is long, but I will say there are some pretty decent stunts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if I say it's good. If it's some like little teeny bits are good and the rest is really bad. It's just them making turns. Yeah. Not to mention when you intercut it. With, with our J-W- favorite JW <laughs> yeah. fucking Pepper, JW. Uh, yeah, so so James is hauling ass through the bayou, uh, being chased by Kananga's men in boats, and James is just jumping over levees. And here's another fun fact, Corey: uh, they wrecked basically every single one of those boats uh, horrifically, <laughs> and, and so it. many. And so many people got hurt. It looks so like it. Yeah. And they also set the world record for a boat jump. Yeah. For... The world record for a boat jump was when they jumped over the fucking highway with that boat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on the behind the scenes, there are so many shots of the stunt men getting injured and just laying on the like, ground. Fucking bleeding out of their faces. I mean, it's like he was like, we got to... We we spent so much money and crashed all these boats and nearly killed all these people. We got to make sure this boat chases most of the movie. Like I mean, <laughs> uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently. Uh, yeah, I was sir. trying to think if there was something. Oh, the call goes out from uh, Tihi because James, after he escapes from the crocodile, sets the shack on fire. Right. Um, and by the way, I was really nervous for Julius. Uh, Harris, I don't know if you noticed, when he runs out, he basically runs through a flame. I was like, Jesus Christ. He's coughing a lot, too. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, yeah, so Bond's just hauling ass, jumping this boat all kinds of places, and this real uh, Bayou Sheriff, J.W. Pepper, who is also in The Man with the Golden Gun, is just as we noted, eating uh, up the screen. Um, annoying as fuck. <laughs> And he's actually from New York, Corey. Is yeah, it? well, you don't have to convince me. A, <laughs> a useless, useless character. Never has there been a more useless character. They, ex- The writers explain why they put him in, but I still don't like the character. But yeah. I get why he's in there. But yeah, they explain that since they made all the black characters villains, except for, yeah, well, I guess all of them. Uh, yeah. Besides Strutter. Yeah, Strutter. That they wanted to basically exploit white people in some way. Yeah. So they decided to make this outlandish character of a uh, southern Louisiana sheriff. Yeah. And that was the purpose. And they really went for it. Um, He went hard. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, And one would argue way too much in this movie. (laughs) Just way too much. I mean, this whole scene could have been three minutes long. Yeah, they gave him a lot of time. Ah. Um, 
back and forth and back and forth too. I was just like, I've never been more uh, just over a Bond movie at this point. And I was like, just get off of the boats and do something else. Um, what about when you find out that Billy Billy Bob has the fastest boat <laughs> in the bayou? I didn't give a f- that old bit. He's just like, oh, he's gonna get him. It's Billy Bob. Fuck Billy Bob. <laughs> Fuck Billy Bob. That I had like no Billy stake Bob. in any of that shit. <laughs> I did like Billy Bob got knocked out though. That was made me laugh. Like when the state troopers like, are you sure that that's your brother in law? <laughs> um. You know what? And it was funny. All these black characters had cool names um, as part of Mr. Big's crew. Yep. The one who stole Billy Bob's boat, his name was Adam. Yeah, I did <laughs> see that. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah whispers. You got to have some normal names. You got to. They can't all yeah. be fun. Then there's Adam. <laughs> yep. Old Adam. Um, <laughs> so from there, uh, Bond escapes. Runs back into Felix. Uh, Felix tells. Well, we can't forget that Bond blinds a man, Adam, with gasoline, and then well, blows him up. Yeah. yeah. I could feel Corey's anger about the boats, though. Corey, so, I'm yeah. sorry. I hate no. Go ahead. Go right ahead. JW. JW. I honestly could not understand anything he was fucking saying. By like, the way, just please spit out that. I I thought he was terrible in Man of the Golden Gun. He is great in that comparatively. Oh, <laughs> Just imagine. Somebody was like, we need him back. He Why? A gold mine. Our favorite part of that movie. Bring him in all of them. Um, so, yeah. Then Bond runs back into Felix. Felix tells him that uh, Kananga and Baron Samity have kidnapped Solitaire. And uh, taking them, I guess, back to San Monique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the very next scene, we see another voodoo ceremony. Graveyard ceremony. Yes. So another voodoo graveyard ceremony. Mm-hmm. With the This this shaman <laughs> is just so ripped. <laughs> he is. Jesus Christ. Chewing the scenery. And glistening. Oh. Yeah, they said, you're going to be on camera a lot. He said, well, let me make a meal of it. Yeah. <laughs> those people were straight up moment. fucking those candy cane poles, too. They oh, were great. wow. Yeah, they were. I love when I, they keep, kept taking turns coming up to the and just shaking shit. I did like that. I did uh, like it. So while the ceremony's going on, uh, Bond is sneaking in um, from the ocean onto the island. And, and this is my... Corey, I talked about it with Blaine, but this is my absolute favorite James Bond look out of all the movies. Black turtleneck, gun holster with black pants. Love that With look. just the biggest gun. The biggest fucking <laughs> the dirty, most hairy gun. non-James Bond gun I've ever seen. <laughs> um, so Bond sneaks in with uh, Quarles. So Quarles goes off and sets bombs on all the poppy fields. Oh, Quarles a hero. Yeah, he's not a villain. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And in, and in the book, so Quarles is it heinously racist? Is that what's going on? Or no? Oh, no. okay. Uh, they made him Quarles Junior. because Quarles is in Doctor No, but I think he dies in Doctor No. Oh, spoiler alert! Oh, okay, okay. got it. So they made this guy Quarles Junior. 
Okay. Even though Live and Let Die, he died in the book, sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, Live and Let Die came out before Dr. No. Mm -hmm. The novels. So, a little retconning hmm. there. Well, that's, that's, so, that's interesting. I'll take it. So Fun times. Uh, yeah, James is walking around with his big-ass gun. Solitaire gets tied up to the voodoo wood pile. Altar. Um, <laughs> I love that. Voodoo wood. That's, that's better. Altar. Yep, altars. <laughs> wood good. pile. Mm -hmm. um, then um, some more shit goes on. The Baron arises out of a grave. James shoots him. Uh, he's a, I guess he's like an android. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I no joke. This time watching, I was like, "Wait, has he been a fucking robot this whole time?" <laughs> <laughs> I did not remember that. Oh no, it's just fake. Yeah. Okay. James is just blasting folks here with this giant gun, uh, and then another Baron arises, mm -hmm. and I thought they would have had a way better fight here. No. Once the second one arises, <laughs> James just pushes him into a coffin filled with snakes. Yep, it's real easy. And that's well, it. Well, because like it's Baron Samity is, he's not, he's like kind of a henchman, but also kind of his own thing. He's a, uh, he's an interesting character. I don't know. I, I don't know what his role is. He's got a great flute. Um. <laughs> oh, God, that flute. That's the best thing I've ever seen. A working flute that's also a two-way radio. Ugh. Look, can you put this in? But the flute has got to work. I'm a big flautist. <laughs> but I have to talk to my boss. Mm -hmm. um, so, then James goes, he rescues Solitaire, and they go into some caverns. and it looks Basically, like he fights. the lift that uh, Baron Simity rose up on is what James takes down. You realize, oh, they have a Basically a fort, Tris. Caves, and then mm -hmm. James fights like a bunch of AutoZone employees. Um, <laughs> That's fucking the truth, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he's running through these caves, and they, the Kananga's just there waiting for him. Mm -hmm. Ah, Mr. Bond, would you like, you know, some Drink. drinks? Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then he again shows him like these torpedo pods. What? Yes, 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 yes. I guess that's how he's going to smuggle the heroin. Yes, he has basically a, I want to call it a, an Amtran, but I don't even know if that's a real thing. <laughs> Amtran? Uh, an underground tram, which is going to be how he... Yeah, he, he calls it a monorail, but it's not... Thank you. Yeah. That's the word I was looking that's for. A, all Bond villains have monorails. <laughs> they love a monorail. It's like a requisite. That had to be like new technology that everybody was like, this is going to change the world. It kind of it's kind of great when it's when it is located somewhere. Love a yeah. monorail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if only we could get it here. Um. So they start talking again. Mm -hmm. uh, Kananga is like, "All right, I'm going to tie these up to a a fucking lift, and I'm going to dump them in water with sharks." Like, well, let's not forget we get introduced to another Bond gadget. And that's the uh, gun that oh, has yes, the inflatable the bullets. The shark gun. It's it's compressed CO2. Uh, mm -hmm. and but look, if you shoot it into a leather couch, it turns into a balloon. <laughs> and fucking <laughs> poor Whisper. Like, he just gets like, yeah. he's just sitting on there, dude. You couldn't tell Whisper to get up first. Yeah. And yeah. plus you threaten him. 
I mean, don't be a dick. Poor whisper. Yeah, just be yeah. nice to whisper. We <laughs> got half a lung. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So the gas shotgun is incredible. Yes, it is. Um. And then Kananga ties Bond Solitaire to this lift, and he's gonna dip them in shark infested waters because he's a Bond villain. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They love um, it. Mm-hmm. So, but while Bond's up there, he remembers I have my magnetic watch, and he. Telekinetically. He telekinetically summons one of the CO2 canisters from the shotgun off of a metal table. Yep. Surrounded by metal objects all around. Also, Bond is on a metal lift. When his wrist just would have <laughs> yeah. gone like... Just don't give. <laughs> like... And yank all of Solitaire's fillings out of her mouth. Right? Yeah. I, just, I guess maybe it's just very, very directed. Mm-hmm. He just has yeah. to... Aim it. it doesn't <laughs> got to be great aim. Yeah, great aim. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, he gets he he turns his watch then into a little spinny saw. I did like I this effect. That one. Yeah, a spinny he, saw. He, he cuts his rope <laughs> and he's able to get down. And then him and Kananga have a knife fight. Uh, mm-hmm. and they both wind up in the water. And yep. Sharks are coming. And uh, Bond shoves that CO2 thing in Kananga's mouth, and then... Kananga turns into a helium balloon. (laughs) (laughs) All the blood in his body just disappears. (laughs) Evaporates. Flies up out of the water. I'm willing to make the statement. Best villain death? Question mark? Most insane villain death. Yeah, that for sure. Um... It's still up there with. It's up with, there with um. Dang, what is his name? The German guy. That will go down in history as getting shot in the dick and then getting shot with that. Yeah, oh, Stromberg. That Stromberg's just, death. That, that was one just was rough. This is hilarious. That was just cold blooded. <laughs> yeah. This he turns into a legit balloon. balloon. Yeah, and he flies up out of the water, hits a beam, and then <laughs> explodes. explodes. Zero blood goes anywhere. No blood. No. In no, fact, no guts. That's why it makes sense that Salter's like, well, where can I go? You should be seeing him everywhere. Yeah. Well, it's Nothing. interesting to say that. Q has invented this bullet that does some wild shit. And you know what? This is off topic. That's not the first. It's so crazy. I was reading another book about a week before this, and they use one of these bullets to kill someone what book it's a it's it's called pacific vortex it's a clive cussler dirk pit book <laughs> and that i thought you were about to say the art of the deal but it's the <laughs> art of the deal Kumite, trump uses Kumite. to kill someone <laughs> blood sport gun he just shoots people uh but no that the, that depiction in that book uh it's a little more graphic now the eyes bust I'm out. I'm gonna ask a ridiculous spit out of her. Are these it... real? I don't know. Okay, because assuming from what I watched in this movie, I just was like, oh, this isn't real at the all. The way they presented it in that book was they use them against shark, which is what they say in this movie as well. Uh-huh. You shoot the shark with it, it inflates them, they float up to the surface. No shit. I don't know if it's real or okay. not. Okay, all right. But it's just so odd that. 
it appeared there and then here. I'll tell you what. You continue on. I'm going to do a little research because okay. I, I got to know. Are you going to learn a CO2 bullet? <laughs> I guess. I... Shark bullet. <laughs> um, yeah, so he explodes. And then um, James and Solitaire, are, 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 they're thinking they're scot-free. They get on a train because it's a Bond movie and they have to get on a train. And uh, they're going. And then, bam, T. He appears. And him and James get into an altercation. Uh, I love when Tee just folds Solitaire up in that bed all nonchalantly. <laughs> she was like about to go on a little little rant about, you know what, sex has made me just another woman. <laughs> He's like, fuck you. And then uh, James basically snips Teehee's arm controls to where he is trapped. On the window. Yeah, he has a full RoboCop fucking arm. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, James kicks him out the train. And uh, we can only assume to his death. Yeah. And then the train goes off into the distance. And there is Baron well, Samity. Well, oh, sorry. Sitting on the end of the train. And that is how we end. Live and let die. Live and let die. <laughs> you know what? Mm-hmm. I uh I think it's uh I think it's a little sad that uh, Tee tried to get the last laugh, but Baron took it from him. Mm. You know, uh, he got the last Tee that's for sure. That's he tried to get that last Tee Hee. And, and I cannot find like... anything about an inflatable bullet. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's it. Bye you. Um, All right. Yes. Yeah, so that <laughs> yeah. is our gumbo. <laughs> so, uh, beignet. I was gonna say I was a new one. So say boy. King cake. <laughs> All right. Oh, so man. we're gonna take a short little break, and then we'll come back. Give out our awards and do our scores, and uh, we'll see you in just a second. All right. <laughs> Bye. All right. We are back from our break. So, as we do every time, we will go into our awards section. We will be giving out awards for best death, best line, and this made the final cut. So, let's start off with our best death award. Start with you, Andrew. What's that death in this movie that just blew you away? I mean, literally blew me away. <laughs> it's gotta be our friend Kananga. I mean, that's... I agree. That's cream of the crop right there. <laughs> How do you not pick that? Yeah, I know. I mean, everybody else's death was just... Eh. Comparatively, I mean, all deaths ever are just meh. Yeah, compared to compared his to, death, yeah. <laughs> compared to his death, yeah, it, it doesn't get much better than that. Corey, I because you're right, his is the best death. There's just no arguing that. I want to give credit to the most unceremonious death, which is Whisper. Not even sure if he died, but he was just. <laughs> Chucked into a capsule and then that's it for him. There's a. I thought it just showed him sitting on the ground after it exploded. Was he alive? No, no. 
Oh, he got oh, kicked into that capsule. James kicking him into the capsule. Just yeah. I was like, is that how he whispered dies? <laughs> he stayed there forever. Yeah, well, actually, someone found it last year, and it's just a skeleton in there. Oh. So, so with half, half a lung. Half a lung. <laughs> yeah. Half a lung. Oh, poor Whisper. I know. Couldn't hear him screaming. <laughs> I feel well, like Whisper really got shafted. <laughs> Just not enough not enough credence given to Whisper's character in this movie. Yeah, true. Uh, well, yeah, all right. There we are. So, uh, that's, yeah, the Kananga death is just, I mean, I, like nothing I've ever seen. <laughs> it, I, I can't even put it into words. It's it's something. It's it's absolutely wild. Yeah. So, all right, that takes us into our next award, which is best line. A lot of lines in this movie. Mm-hmm. Which one was the best, Corey? I really appreciate it. I really appreciate a good entange. Um, and I loved. We didn't. I'm glad we didn't actually almost allude to it. But when Solitaire is understandably upset that James tricked her into having sex. <laughs> He somehow convinces her to want it again, and so they're about to leave, and she's like, well, do we have time for another ah. lesson? And he's like, oh, no sense of going off half-cocked. I was like, that is yeah. cream of the crop, James Bond quipping. That is a chef kiss of Bondyisms, you know? Half-cocked. Mm-hmm. It's great. I love that yeah. line, too. I've got a shout-out to another one, but I'll save it if one of you don't say it. All right. Andrew? Best line. I really love the line from uh, Mr. Big when James goes to introduce himself. He says, I'm, he said, hey, names are for tombstones, baby. Hey, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's a cool I love that one. Yeah, I, like I love that, that line. Um, I do have a second one, but uh, I don't know. Maybe Blaine has it. So let's hear what you got, Blaine. Yeah, I have um, two as well. Well, we didn't, neither of you talked about the one. Which I thought you would have done since you told me specifically not to say it. Well, I, I he thought you were talking about that line. Have. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's the best line. <laughs> it's a line. You okay. can say it if you want. Um, to. Go ahead. Say it. Say it. I mean, it's not mine. <laughs> oh. But I was just I was baffled that you didn't say it. Uh-huh. Um. So I like uh, our cab driver, who says. Shit, for 20 bucks, I'll take you to a KKK cookout. That's yeah. right. That's right. That was yeah. a good one. For 20 then, bucks, you want to go there, dude? That's not a lot no, of money. No, man. That's really I bad for that. You. I just loved that cab driver. What if Bond responded, oh, I was there last night? Uh-huh. Um, that would um, <laughs> so bad. My, my other one that I liked, but I kind of felt weird about it. Oh, no. Was. It wasn't from the book, was it? No. Okay, good. No, not <laughs> that one. Not racist, weird, uh, just sexually uh, exploitive, weird. Oh, well, That's where he was talking to to Rosie at, after he like called her out after they had sex, and he was like, "Well, I certainly wouldn't have told you before." Yeah, saying like I needed uh, to get this fucking yeah, before yeah. I it's, uh, exposed. It's, it's rough. It's a little bit rough. It's, li- yeah. it's a little rough. It goes dark um, for sure. Okay, so. What are y'all's backups? Oh, mine I was. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. But, but, I was gonna say mine's a. Oh, it's a genuine Felix Leiter. Oh yeah. I mean, we. I love that one. That to me is the <laughs> both the dumbest and best thing in this movie. I love it. It was a I Felix love... Leiter. What a genuine Felix Leiter. Oh. 
Uh, and then I just love how the simplicity of when he is unzipping uh, the girl's zipper with his watch. And she's like, oh, you have such great fingers or something like that. And he's like, sheer magnetism. That's just really. <laughs> sheer magnetism. Liked how simple what? and great that line is. What was your second one, Blaine? He well, said, I I said the it wasn't like my favorite. It was just mm. a kind of a shocking one, which was ah. the one I just said. But yeah. the one we skipped over um, mm. was within two seconds of Mister Big meeting uh, James Bond. He says, oh, "I can't remember what he says." Damn it! <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. This is the one you made me not say. I thought you were gonna say Tombstone one. It was. Oh, that was the I, one. Mean, I don't remember, but like. Take this honky outside and waste him or something like that. Take this honky out and waste him. Yeah. Oh, that's a great line. I mean, I <laughs> wasn't. I just thought, I thought that was true. No, oh, no. We don't even get introduced to Mr. Big. This is the first thing he says. It's the like, first thing okay, he says. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Like, well, well, all right. Um, okay. Take this honky outside and waste him. Take this honky outside and waste him. He just opened the door, saw him, immediately <laughs> said that. Well, then he said, names are for tombstones, baby. Um, okay. Okay, well, there was some confusion there. There there was, Okay, but I'm glad we talked it we out. We worked it out. I feel like we don't have to cancel the podcast. No, we overcame. I think we're okay. We well, I, I'm, so, reali- I'm now realizing that the gadget y'all were wanting to talk about earlier on the show was the the CO2 capsule thing, right? Am I wrong about that? That's the one I That's thought. That's what I was wrong yeah. about. I was talking about the Felix lighter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> No, that wasn't the one we wanted to talk about. Uh, now I know. I really thought y'all got a hoot out of it, too. I guess not. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, I love the line. I don't know if I... That's not a. That's not even his car. It's not even that's his gadget. Same. That's why I said, I don't know if yeah. I should count it, but I'm counting it. Awesome. Okay. No Bond vehicle in this one. No. No Bond vehicle. Hmm. So, our last award goes to This Made the Final Cut. What just shouldn't have come in? What should have been left in the editing room? Mm-hmm. Andrew. Pretty, pretty. I mean, mine's uh, not shocking. I'm going to go with old JW, Pepper. I'm, mm. I just don't dig it. Uh, it's annoying more than anything. So I think we could have left him on the cutting room floor. I think we could have illustrated uh terrible whites in a in a more efficient and pleasing way i think you could introduce a jw pepper uh <clears throat> that was not this performance i think that's <laughs> what i dislike the most i get it yeah <laughs> i get it i think it could exist but i just did not like the way he was doing it. all right Corey. uh at the risk of sounding rep- repetitive i won't say jw and i'll say the boat chase but honestly it's the entire sequence of jw and the boat chase for me <laughs> yeah uh, i get it all right not, a lot, it. not a lot of love for jw not on this podcast we do not give him any love oh, man but uh, hey he cashes checks fuck us right <laughs> two not many reoccurring side characters in bond movies and, and this he, is one of them yeah um well for me it's the mr big disguise yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good point 
it 100% does not need to be. You could have either been Mr. Big the whole time and cut out the Kananga part or been Kananga the whole time and cut out the Mr. Big part. Or his alias is Mr. Big. No extra character needed. I mean, that's what it is in the book. There well, is no go. Kananga, obviously, because the Kananga was named after the guy who owned the alligator. Yeah. Very good. Sad. That's bad. Mm-hmm. So, but there, I could imagine a scene where it's like Kananga tells him, "I'm Mister Big," and it's like, "Oh, okay." So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think we needed. The... They didn't need to meet before. No. It could no. have just been the ethereal name out there. Hmm. Agreed. Or they, right, they, they could have gone like a Palpatine route and like showed Kananga, but not immediately told us that he was Mr. Big so that yeah. at least we weren't a hundred percent aware that it's the same person. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. So that's, that's mine. Yeah. There we go. That's mine. It makes perfect sense. And I agree with you guys as well. JW yeah. sucks. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that wraps up our awards, so let's just get into our scores and see where this bad boy ranks in our um, whole pantheon of Bond movies. So, first we'll start off with our Bond factor. So This is just our how Bondy was Bond in this Bond movie. Corey, mm-hmm. let's kick it to you first. Um, I'm giving him a high score because I just think that he he looks the part, he's acting the part, it looks easy for Roger in this movie, um, and I have nothing negative for like my big negative parts of the movie. He's not doing anything wrong. Um, dings on you know the sex stuff. I don't think the sex stuff necessarily works in this movie, but everything else kind of does for him. So I'm giving him an eighty-one. Very nice, Corey. All right. Um, I am right there with you. I gave him an eighty. So, there oh. we go. All right. I agree. I think uh, Roger in this is really, first of all, the fact that he's brand new at this, I think he does a really good job of, for his first movie as Bond. Yeah. And this might be the most uh, action-involved Roger ever gets in these movies. So That's fair. Yeah. I um. I didn't feel as strongly about his his bondiness in this one, mm. uh, particularly with his 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 the way he approached sex in this one was was off. It was kind of skeezy, yeah, yeah. And skeezy's not really what I equate with Bond. It's more suaveness than tricks to get women in bed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I gave him a seventy. Seventy, okay. Not too far off of you guys, but. No. Oh. Um, and I think that was slightly under one of his other performances, but I can't remember which one it was. So, all right, forget I said anything. Uh, I'm sure it was Man with Golden Gun because we really hated the uh, abusiveness that was. Yeah, oh yeah, I think was... I gave him. A, I think I gave him a fifty in that one. Yeah, I can't remember what I gave him. Um, so it was and that was good. more prolific throughout. So yeah, yeah. He also just, I don't know. That one was weird, but. All right, so now we will go to our action score. So, uh, Corey, let's get to you. What you got for action? This one is I'm I'm going back and forth. I don't know if I if I went too low or too high here, 
But to me, yes, there's some action scenes, but the scenes I really like are not action scenes. It's like all this secret stuff that Kananga has and all the layers. Um, and obviously I didn't love the boat chase. But I think we didn't talk too much about Teehee's last fight with Bond. I think that's a fun little fight. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, hand-to-hand combat. So I'm going to give this a 65. I think there's enough there. And like you said, it's a lot more than Roger gets in some later movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am right around there. I went with a 68. I appreciated the boat stuff a little more than you after watching all these stuntmen uh, almost die. <laughs> but... I mean, they were driving the shit out of those boats. It's just unfortunate that it lasted so long. Uh, also, seeing that double-decker bus get driven. Yeah, well, that's true. Like that, that was, was, was kind of cr- yeah. wild. Yeah. Uh, so, 68 for me. All right. Um, I went a little higher than you guys. I, uh, For what it was, it was, I liked it. Like you said, watching the behind-the-scenes, and seeing what all went into it, I kind of appreciated it a little more. So I gave it a 77 for action. Yeah, and a lot of my points came from that alligator crossing. That really, uh, yeah. Because that's just, as far as like individual iconic stunts in Bond movies, Yeah, like this one is great, and it wasn't ruined by a slide whistle. Uh, oh, nope. Like our other J.W. Pepper scene in yeah, yeah. The Man with a Golden Gun. Uh, but yeah, that's so, it's so cool. And it could never, no one would ever do that today. That would never be done again, probably. No. Yeah. Run across the backs of three alligators? Yeah. For so many reasons, you just, you should not do that. Yeah. It shouldn't be done. It shouldn't have been done back then, but no, it happened. No. And you <laughs> gotta appreciate it. You gotta appreciate it. Um, all right. Well, this takes us to a little bit of a trickier category historically, and that is our gadget category. Um, so, Andrew, let's go to you first. Um, what do you think about the gadgets? They were fine, um, but this is not a gadgety movie at all. Not a gadgety movie. Yeah. Um, so I went pretty low on this. I had to be fair, and I gave it a 40 even. I mean, we got the shark gun, which is pretty fun. Uh, the watch, I just more than the magnet. I love the little saw. The little <laughs> yeah, saw. Yes. I loved that, and it looked super practical the way it was cutting the rope. I enjoyed that, but otherwise, it's just kind of eh. yeah. I gave it a forty-one. Oh well, there we go. Um, and a lot of that is on the shark gun because of what it did. True that. Yeah. Blows my mind. Yeah. Um, and we did confirm during the break. Oh yeah, that something similar to that did exist in the past mm-hmm. and was used by Navy SEALs. It's called the Falloran Shark Spear, or something, something like of that. that nature. Um, yeah. I don't know if it would have the same effect as uh, what we no. saw in the movie. But... Don't think so at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even know. He looks like he got filled up with helium or something. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. If that does, just knowing that exists, that should be used in every fucking movie. <laughs> Can you know to this day? 
That is incredible. Uh, absolutely insane. Yeah, it's an insane gun. I would uh, wonder if it's like almost like Total Recall. Like shoot someone and they like just start ballooning like the end of Total Recall. <laughs> when Schwarzenegger's on uh, Mars? And, yeah. And, <laughs> and then they fall through and they're like, ow, 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 ow. Give these people air. <laughs> Cohagen. <laughs> Damn you. Right, <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Don't spoil it. We're probably going to cover that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Good call. Yeah. Um, Let's not give all the lines away. But yes, a real instrument of death. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the articles I could find were saying super rare, vintage, meaning that uh, ASPCA or... Peta were like, you, you can't do this. Yeah, you can't use these things. This is a horrendous weapon. <laughs> um, so, Corey, about your gadget score? We got a forty. We got a forty-one. I'm throwing in the Felix lighter, so I'm giving it a forty-seven. Okay. All right. I don't. Uh, I don't have anything negative to say about that. Well, I guess you could also count as uh, his aftershave. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've never seen aerosol aftershave. That I'll can't be that. <laughs> yeah, that lover uses it immediately right after. I'm like, okay, James, you're yeah. you're nuts. Mm. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh, oh, Blaine's slinging his mic around. Oh. oh, all right. That takes us to our next category, which is song slash title sequence. So, why don't you start us off? I'll start us off on this one. So, this. Is perhaps my favorite Bond song. Mm, like uh, super iconic. It's been covered by Guns N' Roses. It's by Paul fucking McCartney. And it's just and Linda. Let's not leave her out. And and Linda. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's just good. Now it's yeah. And, and while the title sequence itself was a little simplistic. I loved the lighting, yeah. the lights, the colors, mm-hmm. and the skulls. Now, the one detraction I had with the title sequence, there's one part where it's just a silhouette that's like waving yeah, I did in front that. of lights yep. for like a long time. It's just, yeah. it's just like with both hands. Uh, that threw me off, but the rest was pretty solid with the music. So yeah. uh, I gave it an 88. Great score. That's funny. Great score. It's funny because that's my score, eighty-eight. Oh, whoa. Okay. Look at us, um, guys. This is gonna shock the shit out of you. It's not an eighty-eight. I wish I could say it is, but I gave it an eighty-six. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, no, I totally agree. It's this song is fucking iconic, and it's it hits. This song hits. It's got it all. Yeah. It's got the slow. It's got the heavy. And when it comes in, it comes in, and it's a lot of fucking fun. But also, I actually really like this opening sequence, too. Yeah. It fits with the movie. I think... uh, Go ahead, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, and it... What is so sad is the follow-up to this is Lulu's, the band with Golden Oh, my God. Which is just fucking sad. a departure. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, but go ahead, Corey. What were you going to say? Oh, I was gonna come back to what Blaine was saying about the skulls. The when the skull when it goes from like a human face to like the big, and it turns into a skull. That shit's mm-hmm. great. I love that. That was that was awesome. Those are yeah. simple simple effects that make make an opening sequence way more fun. 
Mm-hmm. And detractors about this song have said that it's kind of all over the place because it really does have really big ups and goes kind of slows all the way down. But a strange middle part. But it it <laughs> yeah. works. It works in a weird way. It it, it works. Mm-hmm. It, is it my favorite Bond song for me? No, but I, you can't you can't act like this isn't just maybe top three most iconic Bond songs. I agree, and <clears throat> I know this is probably more for just us, <laughs> us three. My number two song this year is "Live and Let Die." Oh wow! Yeah, wow. "Live and Let Die" is number two. Yeah, this is like you said, iconic. In the pantheon of Bond songs, not many of them are mainstream radio hits. Yeah. And like I said, this one is you hear this one. Yeah. To this often, day, really. I don't often hear Diamonds Are Forever. No. No. When, be funny, when I'm sitting in traffic. Or Goldfinger. They lost <laughs> uh, Definitely not Moonraker. Oh, um, sad. No, sir. But yeah, it, it it's solid, and the scores reflect that. Yeah. So we'll go into the next one, which is plot slash characters, which I personally um, am a little, a little befuddled on this one. Um, because you got great characters, a lot of solid side characters. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of Solitaire. She's beautiful. She's got a cool tarot card shtick. Yeah. But she doesn't bring much. She's kind of like um, kind of like the from Russia with Love girl. To talk to yeah, she's v- like very much in love with James to the point where it overtakes her character. Right, and like she doesn't take action a lot no no she's no. um she's more of the damsel in distress the only thing that she's got going for her is she does have this aura about her about being a fortune teller you yeah know what i mean like and she dresses like queen amidala from yes. episode one yeah but. so she's got a shtick thing mm-hmm. um <clears throat> but yeah she's not my favorite but we got we got good henchmen mm-hmm. oh, we got like you like you said like we discussed the cab driver was great yeah, yeah. all the other little baron samity mm-hmm. iconic um but the plot i don't i still don't really know what kenning is his plan's yeah. just stupid and i don't understand the mr big stuff um <laughs> yeah. so the characters carried a long way for me but i still only gave it a 61 okay 61 for blank uh, I'm right there to, I don't have very much different to say. I gave it a 66, uh, and that's mainly driven by the plot. Well, it's driven negatively from the plot, just kind of stalling here and there. And it's always a little bit kind of, uh, it's almost too formulaic that at the very beginning they talk about, well, they killed Dawes in the United Nations, they killed Hamilton in New Orleans, and they killed Baines in the Caribbean. So you're like, I guess we're going to go in all three places. <laughs> <laughs> go all three of those well, places. we got to go find them. Yeah. Ah. So, so, yeah. Uh, it's... In order. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, so. Yeah. So what was your score? He gave it a 66. A 66. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Andrew? Uh, so. I was telling Blaine this might be the highest I've given to plot and character that I can remember. I, I certainly could look through the spreadsheet and tell you, but I don't want to do that. But <laughs> mine is uh, solely based on characters. 
in which I think this movie is chock full of fun, interesting side characters that I really enjoy. Even this Felix I like a lot. Uh, I thought he did a great job. Uh, you can minus out a certain sheriff in this movie that <laughs> not as interesting, but I mean, you got three henchmen who are just great. Um, I love Whisper, love Teehee, and I love Baron Simity. Um, what about Adam? I don't hate Adam. Adam, <laughs> to be as plain Jane as he was, was I mean, not bad. And honestly, uh, Kananga has a million henchmen. He does. <laughs> the other oh. cab driver is technically a henchman. That's true. Yeah. yeah. A whole Jew city Bond. of them. Mm-hmm. Bond kills like 18 of them. Yeah. And I, you know, uh, so that played in pretty heavy for me. Plot wise, eh, it is a big, eh. I mean, the plan, I guess, if you break it down, isn't that bad. Uh, seems a little hard to follow, but it's whatever. But uh, And there's a lot of filler, which kind of sucks. But overall, I gave it an 84 for plot and character. Okay. Yeah. All Again, right. characters are carrying a long way. And they're, you know, one thing they did mention in the... Uh, making of or the behind the scenes of this was how many, you know, black actors in 1972 got to be in a James Bond movie. Yeah. And that's a huge fucking deal. Yeah. And I got to say, nobody was n- not good <laughs> as far as everybody, you know, uh, all the black actors in this movie. They were great. Yeah. JW yeah. was the worst. Yeah. He and was the problem is, is that one JW kind of cancels out a few good performers because he's That's all I'm sucks. thinking about. Like he's yeah, he stands out as being bad only because you don't like him. <laughs> That's what sucks. Yeah, but yeah, I I thought the characters are great. So eighty four for me. All right, well that takes us to our next one, uh, which is villain. So for these purposes, we're going with Kananga for sure, obviously. Yeah. Um, I I actually name. went with Mr. Big. Is that can we? Oh great! Well, let's pause and recalibrate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that ruins everything. Yep. All right. Podcast yes. is over now. Kananga slash Mr. Big as our big bad here. Um, Corey, let's start with you on this one. I I like Kananga. I think he's. I I think Yafet Koto is a really interesting actor, and he. He's he's got this way uh, about kind of filling filling the whole screen uh, when he's on. Um, I thought his his thing with solitaire was weird, uh, especially that part was like I would have given it to you if you give me time. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, is that a is that alluding to his erectile? I don't know. I mean? <laughs> you would have given me time. I could use that. CFT I gotta spirit. work it up. <laughs> um, I Should thought. Yeah, his plan is is I I don't I don't think his plan is that straightforward. I think it's a little bit silly. Um eh, it but, is. <laughs> but man, the scene where James comes down the final scene in his underground lair and he's just there with like drinks I'm like that is a great scene. I, I love that. Like yeah. Kanega looks that's the most he's diabolical but in a really interesting way. So mm-hmm. I'm giving him a 77. Right, Andrew. 
Uh, Corey, right there with you. I think Yafet Koto does an astounding job. Uh, and, you know, again, got to acknowledge, the only uh, black supervillain we get in James Bond. It's pretty awesome. Uh, and, yeah, Corey, you're right. The, you know, his plan is eh, at best. Uh, and I feel like the CIA has already done his plan, so there we go. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mm. yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Um, That'd be the FBI. You know what? You're right, Blaine. I'm glad we got all our conspiracy theories on the table. DEA. Um, DEA a lot. Conjunction. Um, mm -hmm. Yep, they work together. And so, with all of that, I mean, like you said, the ending scene is him at peak I uh, love that. <laughs> I love the knife fight. That's hilarious to me. But um, not to hilarious mention. knife fight. Well, what a hilarious I, knife yeah. fight! <laughs> I love how much Yafet Koto is really into it, and he's like, "Okay, all right, let's do this." And yeah. more, <laughs> Rogers just like, uh, "I don't exert <laughs> very much. I will just sidestep." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Corey, I'm right there with you. I actually gave it a 76 for villains. I put uh, Kanenga up there. I like him a lot. And personality goes a long way. I agree personality goes a long way. But I also give a lot of weight to their plans. Yeah. If they got dumb plans, it takes away from me. And the whole... I felt like... Was there some sort of... uh, insecurity why he had to take on his mr big persona that shit there had to be that shit that is... ruined kananga for me well, that's a good like, point why man. did you feel the need to do that you should have just been kananga around <laughs> and Damn the right. plan was dumb but i loved yafet koto mm-hmm. um so i was torn with that one it's like the opposite problem of what i had with uh fucking the guy from moonraker Drax. Drax, where he had an awesome plan, but no he, But he just sucked, yeah. So I went with a 58. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, well, it's higher reasons. than Drax. It is. It's much higher than Drax. Yeah. Um, but still not quite there. If he had, uh, Really, that Mr. Big thing was what killed the plot for me, too. So. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I could have used more of Yafet Kodo. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were going to say more, more Mr. Big. I'm like, I could have really I used some more of Mr. Big. <laughs> uh, no, we definitely could have had more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but yeah, fifty-eight for me. So last but not least is our entertainment value category. Just overall, all these other categories aside, how entertaining did you find Live and Let Die, Andrew? What do you think? I'm sure I'm going to be the highest out of all three of us, but I gave this a 90. I was entertained. Uh, Is the boat chase a little long? Yeah, that's probably what took it down for me. Uh, But as far as when people are on screen, I'm enjoying it. Well, except for one. (laughs) And then, (laughs) you know, uh, the plot, you know, you could follow along. It wasn't overly complex. Uh, so I had a good time, so I gave it a 90. All right. I found it very entertaining. Corey? Um, I, like I said, really was enthralled in the first half. And then the second half, even after the boat chase, just felt less than to me. Mm-hmm. 
just like Andrew said, give me give me more Kananga. Give me more Baron Simony. Give me like more of these weird characters that I'm really enjoying. And we kind of didn't uh, in the end. So uh, overall, I was entertained, but I'm going to give it a 74. I'm going to give it a cool 74. Keeping it cool. A cool 74. I agree with Corey. I gave it a 76. Um, It did, you know, the boat chase took the wind out of the sails. I feel like we were building at a good clip, and then the length of the boat scene took away from the length of what the climax should have been at the voodoo uh, ceremony and the caverns. Yeah. Yeah. That should have been longer, because you went, once we met, Kananga, Bond, and Solitaire were up on that thing in no time. Yep. And then he was down in no time. There was no. The ending wrapped built. up a, very quickly. And that's yeah. because of how long the boat scene was. Um, so, 76 for me. Definitely okay. entertaining, but could have sharpened it up a little bit. Agreed. Agreed. So, well, that wraps it up. So, all we have left now to do is calculate the scores. And then Andrew will tell us where it ranks in our list so far andrew what you got so uh the averages for our particular scores uh the highest shockingly for me uh with a 76.43 next up is Corey at 71.14 and then blaine at 65.71 and now when you take the average of all our averages you get an overall score of 71.10 Okay. That's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. That's it's not bad. That'd be a top fiver, I think. All right. So let's see. We're now going to go to our overall and see where Live and Let Die falls. All right, guys. So Live and Let Die is in seventh place. Seventh place. Uh, It is... It's not quite as good as You Only Live Twice, but it is better than Tomorrow Never Dies. It's also better than You Only Live Twice. <laughs> this I agree. is This keeps I happening agree. where a movie gets like in between those. I, I actually agree that it is better than You Only Live Twice. Yeah. Um, but I, here's I, the funny part. For the record, part. I, I also agree. Yeah. Here's the funny part. Uh, you Only Live Twice has a 71.24. This movie has a 71.10. So, four, point 14 points. Yeah. I know it's not better because of my scores. I <laughs> had issues with that movie. Uh, well, and let's not forget, at the end of this, we've made a decision that we will update we yeah. three of our scores, right? Yep. From okay. any individual score from any individual movie but if it makes you feel any better casino royale from 1967 still has a 13.8 <laughs> <laughs> wait what is what is its final score uh casino royale 1967 is 13.81 <laughs> <laughs> did we really score that lo- i can't believe that that we hey, sure did Corey. <laughs> that is awesome i gave it multiple single digit scores i also did <laughs> so awesome. it's I'm going to be honest. I can't believe it's that high. But <laughs> Okay. Well, I feel, I, I feel all right about where Live and Let Die is currently at. Mm-hmm. Um, it could move one or two places, but 
Oh, and let me just also point out, uh, The Living Daylights, which is in fifth place, is at 72.62. So I don't agree with that. <laughs> but um, All right. Yeah. Well, that's it, guys. Yeah. So till next week, what do we have? All right. So next week, Corey, back to you. You're going to be doing the non-canonical Never Say Never Again. Interesting. Thunderball. Yes, a technical remake of Thunderball. And we get back to old Sean. Old Sean. Old Sean. (laughs) He was old Sean at this. His wig is something special in this one. Oh, no. Well, all right, guys. So we will be back next week. We'll be breaking down that movie. But until then, this has been Judgment. Judgment.